What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 84, conspiracy episode 16 of the No Mercy podcast, the coronavirus edition. Uh, we covered a lot of bases on this one. That's why it went a little longer than we expected. Tom Hanks, pedophilia, LeBron James, fucking Kyle Kuzma uh, went off the rails all over. Special guest, deplorable Janet. We needed someone who's an expert in the field of vaccinations to come on, who's also a conspiracy theorist who could dig down the rabbit holes to find out as much as we can about this coronavirus, if it's bullshit, that it's a bioweapon, what it can do, what it's going to do, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I usually do a little promo and a read at the beginning here. I do that in the middle of the podcast. So I won't do it now. But what I am going to do, I'm going to play for you about three minutes of the pre-show. So you guys wonder why I'm so angry at these people all the time and these kids when I get on the podcast. You're now going to witness. I'm going to peel back the curtain. And you're going to get three minutes to witness what goes on before every fucking show when we try to line our files up because we're all not in the same location. So we try to hit the go button, the record button at the same time. And it usually takes about 15 minutes. That's how long it takes for us all to sync up. And I'm going to play for you right now a clip of the pre-show. So it's pretty funny that you can understand this. Keep in mind, this clip started on like the eighth time. So there was like eight tries before this, and then I recorded unbeknownst to them. But uh, take a listen, and then right after that, we'll hit the No Mercy music, and we'll get started with the coronavirus pod. I'm ready. All right. Ready? (laughs) Go. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hold on, Hawker. Your counting isn't even right. Ready? Yeah, stop. Ready? Uh, 13, 14. Oh, I said, I just restarted. Well, you restarted because yeah. Kurt's counting like a fucking idiot? <laughs> yeah. Does that make any goddamn sense? You said stop. No, I did not. I telling him to stop <laughs> counting. Uh, wait, what was wrong with my counting? You're a fucking idiot. You're like one, two, yeah. three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven. <laughs> like numbers can't move like that. <laughs> <laughs> is my internet cutting out? No, you're, you're slow. slow and then fast. And this then is why on Tripoli, fast. I told you that we thought you were retarded because you're fucking Yo, retarded. Bro, like when one, that number hits, two, three. No, no. Four, when that number five, hits, I hit. Just listen to me. Go ahead. I'm ready. You fuck like that too, Kurt? You're like, uh, you know, he don't fuck. Uh, he's, he's fucked uh, twice uh, in his uh, life. Uh, 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 fucked twice in his life. Bro, is my uh, internet fucking up? He has two kids. Kurt's <laughs> two for two. Yeah, he's two for two. Both times he's had sex in his life where fucking produced a child. <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. All right, are you ready, Kurt? Me? I've been on point every time. Okay. All right. Ready? Go. One, two, three, four. I'm on. Five. On. Good. Six. On. Seven. Eight. Yeah, everyone's on? Do it again. Do it again. Oh, oh, no, fuck, Bob. Stop smoking weed. Fuck. Why are you so bad at this? Why are you always so bad at this? I was on point the other two. Bro, we, every time it's you. We have everyone I there's on. There's a delay. I think there's a delay in Tennessee. No, it's yeah. the delay in your <laughs> right next to you. stoner brain. <laughs> See, now now I'm screaming at everyone. Now if Janet's off this time, she's going to feel bad. Janet, don't feel bad. You're like five there's, for five. There's no delay on my end. It's only in Bob's bedroom. <laughs> fucking Bob. Yeah, there is. Bob's fucking life is <laughs> <in> delay. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Ready? Go. One, two, three, four. I'm good. Bro, uh, I'm telling you, dude. Uh, no, dude, dude, Wait, hold on a dude. Okay, <laughs> now, now hold on. Are you ahead or behind? 
This time I, I read your no no read. I want to see where your fucking numbers at. Yeah, read your numbers. My numbers at zero right now. What? <laughs> oh my lord! Zero. Janice, do you see what we have to deal with? <laughs> do you see this? I can record. When this I record, is how record, this is how start recording immediately. This is every time. This is how I start every show. <laughs> Bro, I don't fucking like you no. Know, no matter what happens, I'm fucking going with it, and I don't give a fuck. No, no, Bob. No, that'll that's fuck. That's not how this deal. fucking Bro, works. I'll you didn't spend 20 minutes trying to get it right for you to just bail on it and go, oh, I'm too stoned and lazy to fix it. Let's Bob get it fucking go. right. All right, I'll do the go. Oh, Jesus. All right. All right, ready? Yeah. Everybody ready? Yeah. Yep. All right. Ready? Go. I heard you one before you even said two, go. three. I'm right. Four. I'm on. Five. I'm good. good. Six. Yep. Seven. Yeah. We're good. Is Bob, yeah. Bob, Bob, read your numbers. Read your numbers, Bob. 12, 13, 14. Yeah. All right, we're good. 15, 16. I thought it was a lot of What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 84, Conspiracy 16. I don't know what the fuck these numbers are. Of the No Mercy podcast. I am in very bad shape. I will speak about that in a minute. We are recording on Sunday afternoon at the current moment, and we'll explain why we're doing that in a second. But first, I will bring in the man who missed the last podcast by no fault of his own. He was ousted by our former producer, who now has a new name. And Jammin joins us again. Mr. Jammin, how are you today? Yo, 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 back in the house. Good to be here. Um, I'm in kind of bad shape, too. I had a flag football tournament yesterday, so my, uh, my legs are cramping as we speak. <laughs> oh, we're gonna, you, can't we're gonna... pod, you can't pod with cramped legs. Yeah. 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 Speaking, speaking of bad legs, we'll talk about what happened to me last night. Robert, Bobby, how you doing, you fucktard? Yo, coronavirus free up in here. Yeah, Still. So, you, so you think, so you think. Is it coronavirus if it's everywhere? Do you, yeah, no, that's called herpes. Oh. Yeah. Do, you, do you think uh, weed kills the coronavirus like they're saying cocaine does? Hey, if it's, it's working for me. If it does, you're safe, you're safe <laughs> forever. Like, if it does, then I'm good. And batting in the four hole, the bot. Fuck <laughs> up, son. I know we got some new listeners on here, so I need to reintroduce myself. <laughs> My name is Kurt, a.k.a. I'm known for two things, smashing poo and winning 2019 No Mercy co-host of the year. What's up, son? We got three fucking audio sound bites from Kurt well, there. Uh, yeah, that's why I want the Janet clip. <laughs> Janet, Janet saying, uh, what, what did she say? It's too long. It's so long. It's so long. But she said it like in a deep, sexy voice. Like, that's so long. <laughs> so for those of you who missed it, uh, I appeared on Sam Tripoli's podcast uh, this past Friday. So a day or two to go. Tinfoil hat cast. Uh, awesome. It was a lot of fun. It was it, it really, I don't, it's one of those things where you just kind of black out. Like I just, we just finished it and I was like, was that good? Was that bad? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it seems like the reviews are good. Kurt said I cursed too much, right, Kurt? Oh, you were easily over a hundred f bombs. Really? Yeah. It's, it was like your nervous crutch when someone will say like too much. That was really? your crutch. Yeah. Ben, did you think but, I cursed too much? 
I think it's just you cursed a normal amount for what Tommy G's. Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and Tripoli are the same person, though. What do you mean? You're basically the same person. Like, I couldn't distinguish between the two of you on the podcast because you're essentially the same person in different states. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, it is. I managed to call Kurt a retard on Tripoli, so that was fun. Perfect. Bro, that caught me off guard. I was literally driving, going to see a movie because it was my birthday. So I was listening, and you brought it up, and I was literally in shock because I didn't know you knew I had a learning disability in school. That's what I said. Me and mom used to just say you were stupid. Yeah, that's what I, mean. I yeah. thought you had no idea. I just thought me and mom knew. That's oh, no, I we still that. think you're fucking stupid, and I do think the learning disability was just a cover-up for the fact that you're retarded. So, right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a psyop. That's, that's yeah. a psyop. That soundbite is my intro. <laughs> <laughs> it was. So what happened to me last night? So we almost didn't record today. So last night, you guys know I need hip surgery. I've talked about it on here on here a lot. Um, something happened last night. I don't know if it was the fucking alcohol wore off or something. My hip was hurting me all day. It was so bad last night. I could not fucking move. And I was in childbirth level pain on my bed, just squirming around. No matter what I did, I actually was getting butt naked. I had to crawl to the shower because I couldn't walk. Because every time I put pressure on my leg, it was just shooting pain that went up and down. Crawled to the shower, filled the tub with like scalding hot water, sat in there. That helped a little bit. Then I rummaged through the drawers and I hate painkillers and downers and ate every single, I'm not even kidding. I, I, you would have think I was trying to overdose last night when you saw what I was doing. I was eating muscle spasm pills. Fucking, I think I found a Xanax in there. There was like half a Percocet. Like anything that was in there, I was just fucking throwing in my mouth. And finally I went into this Bobby like fucking stoned LSD coma where like the room was moving. But my nope. hip hurt anymore. It sounds so. like a normal Saturday night for you. Yeah, but I'm usually I'm more of an upper guy, Ben. Is that what got you going down the your your Kyle Kuzma rabbit hole? Was all the painkillers? Oh, I was whatever? down. I've been down that rabbit hole. My, oh, okay. I, I was like fucking. The, I was literally seeing trails, Bobby. So I know wow. what you feel like on a nightly basis. That's the daily ritual. Yeah, but I was able to make it up and uh, and get in here. So what are we going to be talking about this episode? We're going to be talking about the coronavirus and. Mm-hmm. I know we've touched on it a little bit here and there. I even touched on it on the Tripoli podcast. By the way, go follow, subscribe, and download uh, Sam Tripoli's podcast. There's a couple tinfoil hat podcasts out there. Um, you could actually, the easiest way to find it on iTunes is just to search Sam Tripoli, uh, T-R-I-P-O-L-I, and uh, give him a follow on Twitter at Sam Tripoli, and uh, let him know what you thought of the episode, uh, if indeed you did listen to it. We're going to try and get him on No Mercy here soon. So I know these guys have a boner over that because they're big Tripoli fans. Oh, I do. Yeah, Kurt's got a, Kurt's fucking uh, six to midnight. So, so see, I'm, I'm already still looped up. I forget what I was just saying. What was I going into? Coronavirus? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't even know where I am right now. So I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. But um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about the coronavirus. We're going to get into it. We're going to start with some other stuff first for about 10, 15 minutes. Then we'll get into the coronavirus. And we have a special guest. On the show today, Robert, would you like to inform us on who that guest is going to be that comes in and about? Yeah, a good, a good friend of mine. I've known her for, gosh, almost a decade. We've been good friends, uh, her and her husband. Uh, Deplorable Janet. Right. A lot of y'all have seen her in the comments section and her awesome posts as well. I'm sure a lot of people follow her already. I actually um, found out I didn't, and I'm going to bring that up when she comes on. I'm sure she's going to yell at me for it. I thought I got shadow banned. Turned out I don't think I was actually following. Turns out you're just a dick. Just a complete fucking dick. So mm-hmm. we have a whole conspiracy theory about Deplorable Janet. It really has nothing to do with... And we got a segment. Ask Janet. Ask Janet, a medical expert. Ask Janet. So Janet is a medical expert. And uh, my theory was that Bobby was just trying to fuck her because he was so adamant about when we were doing the coronavirus episode. He's like, we have to bring Janet on. 
You don't understand. Janet knows everything about everything. She's the, she's the god of this. We can't do a coronavirus episode without Janet. So me and Kurt obviously just assume Bobby's trying to fuck her. The same sense. way he was fucking begging us to bring Jenna Jameson on. Bro, oh, J- Jenna Jameson scary. has so much to offer, dude. Bro, you are so, so obsessed scary. with her, it's disgusting. I'm obsessed with her mind and her personality. Oh, my God. If you was 400 pounds, you wouldn't give. Oh, my God. If her name was John Jameson, you wouldn't even fucking care. Nah, he'd probably like her more. Yeah. <laughs> she's a smoking hot porn star. Who's, dude, that's why you are on. Dude, no. Turned off to her all through your childhood. Yeah, it, yeah. You're right. About that. Yeah. yeah, I can't deny any of these things. Yeah. So, However, the the inform- yeah, but don't say you're enamored by her brain, Tommy. <laughs> one of the things we talked about is That's we needed a female's line. perspective, right? I, I listen. I'm a gigantic Jenna Jameson fan. I, I right. we follow each other on Twitter. I messaged her a couple of times, slid into the old DMs, but not in a bad way. Just to tell her, like, I appreciate what you're doing. She's a patriot and conspiracy oh, theorist, and I fucking yeah. love it. And the yeah. fact that she's hot doesn't hurt. Like, but, I'm not the kind of guy, like, she releases a new DVD you and I line pathetic. up at the book signings to get her autograph or something. Or Bobby, get, like, you were really pathetic. No, it was really weird. It was it was bordering on, like, I almost, like, messaged her and told her to fucking, like, <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. Fuck you and watch out for a creepy, <laughs> That is such bullshit. Creepy stoner with a guitar sing out her window, like, singing Antarctica. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I've been talking about so much that when he goes... Like, high fidelity, I just have, like, a boombox outside her window. Yeah, exactly. What'd you say, Ben? I said Bobby talks about her so much that whenever he goes on Google, all the ads are for Jenna Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Facebook recommending Jenna Jameson DVDs right now? Re- recommended follow, even though you're already following her. Yeah, no, it's really creepy and, and weird. So, uh, wow. so deplorable Janet will be joining us, and uh, she will be a mainstay. And then whichever one of you three does the worst during this podcast. I like it. Because uh, we got to speak to Janet a little bit in the pre-show. She sounds fucking awesome. And Bobby's, the favorite words I've ever heard Bobby tell me was, listen, she said no holds barred. So, yes. Bo- Bobby, you're, you're the one who put it out there. Like, Janet is one of the dudes. She's one of us. Go hard. Go at her. She's going to come at us. Well, no. Nah, when I was talking to her, she was actually worried she was going to hurt Kurt's feelings. Well, I mean, she probably will. <laughs> a fucking snowflake fucking. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, fuck that. You. Kurt thinks he's like the Vince McMahon of this thing. So, you know, just Bro, shout out to me. I am the Vince McMahon. Okay. We usually do one episode every month. Look at this. I got an episode last Sunday. I got Tom on Tripoli on Friday. Oh, yeah. And you I got, got me on Tripoli. Yeah, you got him on yeah, there. You got me on Tripoli. I played there. a role. All right. And then yeah. we got another episode. You this played week. a role a year and a half ago when you were like, you need to listen to this Tripoli guys podcast. Exactly. That's the only so, role you played in that. Exactly. That's a Kurt big was role. was hired and fired three times before last podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easily. Fucking dude. horrible. I think Kurt, I quit four times, too. Kurt, you changed your name, too. You're no longer the producer. Oh, yeah. I'm a handler now because it's more of handling the three idiots. Right. Bro, but I it's like, like, what I feel like this is like. Up before 4 p.m. Me. <laughs> me and like, Bob. It doesn't even make sense. I feel like this is like, you know, like when you're in a contract year and you play harder. I feel like this is Kurt's contract episode. Like if, he, if he doesn't bring it, like, we might not resign. You'll be replaced by Janet. Yeah, someone <laughs> yeah. is getting replaced Janet's by Janet. Janet's in the porthole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone... I booked Janet, by the way. Janet's on the practice squad right now, just waiting for the call. <laughs> She's in the XFL rushing for 350 <laughs> yards a game. Kurt is in the cleanup. He's the double leadoff. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Kurt's going to be booted. He's like, when remember Chuck Knobloch couldn't throw it to first base? That's what Kurt's going through right and now. The best is going to be going to listen without my drops. Forget about it. You guys got nothing. <laughs> no one can hear your drops. The best is going to be like two <laughs> like next, next week when Kurt's like, Kurt's on the text thread like, all right, guys, we're recording on Thursday. And we're like, dude, we just dropped one last night. <laughs> we won't even have any idea we're doing it without him. start a separate thread so kurt you need to change your bio on twitter your horrible twitter page at the bod no mercy uh yeah. you need to change it to no mercy handler no mercy yeah that's a good idea if you call yourself the bod don't you have to have like a bod bro i'm yoked as fuck it has no shoulders <laughs> i photoshop his shoulders bro, no i've been known for my traps and calves i yeah, definitely your have. traps look huge because you have no shoulders next oh, to them yeah bro yeah, it's 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 you you have no shoulders. Yeah, you have no shoulders. No, no shoulders. I'm not gonna lie. I have calf envy with Kurt because my uh, calves yeah, are really I've skinny. Always had good calves. Calf yeah, game he's got strong. Good calves. His calf game strong. I'll give him that. Yeah, so but, are my pecs though. You got any tips with the calf, or is it just a genetic thing? It's genetics. I never worked them out. They always look good. It's from it's from squatting over dudes' cocks, looking <laughs> up and down for his whole life. <laughs> Fucking really builds his calves and glutes up. So uh, we were talking about something in the pre-show that we kept saying, save it for the pod, save it for the pod. Now I forgot about it. Yeah, everything. We'll figure it out. Pre-show is so good. Oh, I know we talked about predicting what kind of porn everybody watches. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so do that quick. I didn't hear that. Yes, yeah, yes. Oh, that was my internet was cutting in and out. I didn't hear that part. It, it was a part of the hour-long pre-show. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's so I'm, I'm going to see if I could post because I think I was recording during that whole shit show when we were trying to sync up. So, so for those of you that don't know, we don't record on the same location because we live all over the place. But so we record our own audio files. So we basically record the whole podcast on like Skype or something like that as like a backup file. But we each have our own individual files, which we send in to the real producer, Rusty, not Kurt. And then he merges them together. Uh, so it's cleaner. So we're not talking over each other. So the files match up. And in order to do that, we need to sync the files up. So we do a countdown and then say go. And then we hit it and then we count down and make sure we're all lined up. How many times did it take this time? 12. 12. And who's usually? So we had one 10 of- and then it was fucked again. And I think oh, we did two more. Who fucks it up the most usually? Bob. Can Bob. I say something about that real Shut quick? Up, you ever no- Shut no- up, Bob. Shut up, Bob. No, Bob. That's it. No, do you ever notice that Ben never says anything? I feel like he's waiting for somebody up. else. Check, check all of the recordings and I'm always the first one to say I'm good. He is. I always hear him every time. He's a professional. Me and Ben are like Ripken on that shit. We're in the middle of it. Oh, my anger. God. I'm the fucking I'm not talking about Ripken. Didn't, like, didn't Ripken have perfect attendance? Didn't you miss a pod? Well, no, not in that way, obviously. But <laughs> as far as, like, my streak, like, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the human metronome. I think I'm going to put that in my bio. I never okay. miss. I'm always okay. on. I'm always on every time. You do listen to a lot of house music. So that I makes do. Sense. I was a DJ. Ooh, I love so. EDM. <laughs> I was oh a DJ. Yeah, meanwhile, Kurt used to hate it when we were younger. Uh, mm-hmm. I, hate I was oh, a 90s wait. rap kid. Yeah, he hated it whenever now I Now I'm pop. 90s rap and EDM and Post Malone. Good to see you. Mm-hmm. Post Malone's going to kill himself, by the way. Right. Post Malone played in I, Memphis. I'm, time uh, out. I may, take, I may take Post Malone in my death pool. Why? I, I think he's a second-round pick. Why? I think he's a second-round pick. He's dead, dude. That dude's dead. Why, though? He's dead. Just, he's just dead. Look Why? at him. Look at him. He's fucking... His MK Ultra's wearing off, or something's going on. He's fucked. No, guys. he's against Hollywood. He That's what I'm saying. Album, That's what I'm saying. Hollywood sa- is bleeding. That's why I'm telling you he's dead. They're gonna fucking kill him. They're already They're like fucking him, and shit's wearing off. Like that dude is dead. Post Malone is dead. Book it March 
fucking. Well, wait a minute. This is a good point. He's like 24 or 25. And All he's, the best he's got three years left. Iowa, what, 27? Yeah, forever he's, 27. He's got, I'll take it. You I'm better taking, get an extension on that. Then, I'm Tom. taking he's, the under three and a half years. Okay. Post Malone. It's Post Malone. That's weird that you said that. I read an article in uh, Commercial Appeal, which is our local paper, uh, about the Post Malone. He came here really on Friday. Name for a local paper. Oh yeah, well, yeah, that's why it's failing. But anyway, so he, they were saying that he had like some kind of like not rant, but like did a lot of like preaching during the concert about like mm-hmm. he's dead his life or cleaning up. I, I don't know if he's sober, but like he was trying to convince people that like he, you know, he's not like on drugs. Like everybody thinks he's, he's, he's starting he to talk anti Hollywood. Cause you know, he was one of these MK ultra fucking suicidal kids, Billy Eilish, fucking all the same mm-hmm. shit. Who's now starting to branch away from it saying, fuck Hollywood. I'm changing my life. I want to start my second act type shit. And this dude is going to fucking totally be whacked. And they're going to call it an overdose. Uh, yeah. And then here's what they normally do. What post, they do is they'll send him to a, a, a quote-unquote rehabilitation facility, uh-huh. which is really reindoctrination. And then if he comes out with bleached hair, if he comes out with bleached hair, that's another one of those symbols that they use that you're kind of reindoctrinated. Speaking a lot of, of celebrities have had that. Yeah, like the blonde hair. Yeah. So yeah. What, what, would you, what do you think the odds are Post Malone dies by 27? I mean, I don't want to like, theorize about his death. Well, I mean, dude, we did <laughs> a celebrity game, Bob. We did a celebrity oh, yeah, death right. draft okay. <laughs> last show. You're right. You're right. All right. I'll set it at two. You, and a half you years. gave us four picks for the death draft last show. <laughs> you what do you mean? Are you like emotionally tied to Post Malone, like fucking it was with Kobe? <laughs> like, that, like, nah, I didn't like. I didn't like cry over and play boys to men and shit like that. <laughs> it's I the end boys, of I the road. Boys to men, and I can't let go. go. Kobe's close to me. Mm. All right, sorry. <laughs> That's all I got. Ben, ben, I'm in Antarctica. <laughs> ben, have you recovered from uh from Kobe's death? Well, I'm still trying to figure out who Post Malone is. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. That is so Here perfect. That fits the narrative. Holy shit! But I, I'm de- I'm definitely okay with Kobe now. Okay, uh, Boomer. Wait, Ben. <laughs> okay, what do you Boomer. Listen to? Huh? What type of music do you listen to? Ben doesn't listen to music. Ben has like Rush Limbaugh <laughs> fucking recorded shows from the 90s. On, on ben, I've really never heard of Post Malone. I listen to Dan Bongino and Joe Rogan. I was going to say, Ben, when's the last time you Wait got in the car and put music on? Fine, man. You don't listen to Joe Rogan. You don't the, watch the radio. The radio comes on no matter what, unless I have my podcast plugged in. So, so like, when is the last time you voluntarily said, you know what? Uh, not in the car necessarily, because obviously in the car may be different. But when you said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go listen to 20 minutes of music. I like listening to the uh, the show The Voice auditions. <laughs> <laughs> Which hey, you laugh. The extent of his music, his iTunes playlist is like <laughs> Kelly Clarkson's audition, <laughs> 2009. Daughtry. <laughs> Daughtry. Oh my God, Ben. So I have a close friend that's going to be on The Voice uh, tomorrow. Oh, don't have any friends. <laughs> really? Okay, um, a, a, um, a, so, a music brag. associate. Humble brag by Bob that he's a friend. If you see a girl named Mandy on The Voice tomorrow, that's my friend. I'll let you know how she does. Vote for her. <laughs> <laughs> ben, ben, fill us in. I'll be watching my Jenna Jameson DVDs and reading her biography. <laughs> her biopic. So what was the question before we get to a couple topics? Uh, porn? 
Yeah, I don't know how. How do we get in the topic of porn? I don't know because I think we were asking if everything was off limits, on limits with Janet. Oh, and she made yeah. fun of you for jerking off the porn or something instead of helping her out. Which <laughs> really? She gained a thousand points from me right out the gate. Yeah, but, yeah. So yeah, I was saying I thought Ben would be more of like a like like high production quality lighting, good camera. They <laughs> call like maybe like a Barbie dolls. Like I'm thinking a good script. Ha- like no, I think Ben's, Ben's into something script. creepy. This is a guy that doesn't look at his shit. Stop <laughs> else. He's into something like really. Which sick. means he looks at shit. He probably but I mean, he likes the videos up. where like guys shit on girls. And yeah, like, you know what they say? They say your porn is usually the thing that like you don't do in real life, right? Like right. that's like your outlet. You do it. That's in. Ben. Ben, what's your what's your preferred? That, that's genre? weird because I would think that you guys would look at it like I would be like into like the most normal Pleasantville no. type of no, shit possible, like missionary. Like <laughs> I just Max. I picture I picture you with like the role play in like an office, like the man in a suit walks in, like no. oh, I'm here for the interview. Oh well, I, def- <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't block that video, right. but I'm I'm definitely into bubble butts. Ooh, bubble like butts, that. really, bubble black butts. or white. Either way, black, white, Latino, Asian, just show, show me a butt. I got it. Yeah, that's what gay guys <laughs> say. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be a butt. woman's butt. Female butt. I think Female Ben butt. likes it. I think Ben likes it when it cuts to the guy right before the cum shot. I think <laughs> that's, that's the Ben's worst. favorite. It's the worst. Bobby stares into the guy's eyes. I was coming. <laughs> <laughs> pauses it and jerks off yeah. on his face. Bobby, what's your type stares of porn? Out. I can't even. I think Bobby's is boring. And no, nah, I've been. I, I actually haven't watched porn in about. Wait, six wait. Can I guess, Bob? Can I guess what yeah. it is? Yeah. It's definitely like anime with like aliens. <laughs> <laughs> An octopus fucking yeah. ramming a tentacle yeah. up some girl's pussy. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. No, Bobby. like, I'll be honest. I'm like, I'm a porn star guy. I am. So yeah. I do like the high production and shit. I don't like uh, I don't like HD. I can't get like that. Anime <sighs> shit. You know, I'm the like opposite. anything I could record on my own phone or on my own camera, like. It's you know not necessary. I'm all amateur. I'm yeah. all like live webcam amateur. You know, drunk chicks. You know, the, the casting toilet couch, cam. casting you like toilet cams, toilet cam, urinal cams. <laughs> and, like watching the guy spit down in the urinal as he's fucking cranking it out. But yeah, my like, like coming up from the toilet. Yeah, the, the POV urinal cam is my favorite. But, I do like POV. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I can't do anything with production value. I mean, the only like anything that's scripted. It's, it's too weird. It's got Here's it. my question: If the dick doesn't look like your dick, can you still uh, no, get off? Di- no dick looks like my dick. It's amazing. It's incredible. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a fucking None sight of them to see. Bright red. It's a sight to see. <laughs> <laughs> None of them are spotted like a leopard. <laughs> you know, here's the other thing: A lot of times, I have to listen to it the volume down because if I hear the guy going like "oh," <laughs> like I'm, I'm done. That's I gonna guess. be next Kurt. Kurt's next intro. <laughs> Kurt, what, do, what do you, porn do you watch i'm the same as you i'm not a big porn guy like bob but i'm the same as you i hate porn stars i hate that yeah, fake, i can't do it fake ass face fake tits i hate all that uh-huh. i like real girls uh, that's it that's yeah. that's a g i can't watch porn like it's too fake too much production oh no the second music comes in i have to change it yeah, yeah it's, gotta, it's gotta be real it's gotta be real all right, and uh, I wanted to mention, Kurt. What was the what was the pop culture topic of the day? Pop culture topic. We're gonna do Tom Hanks today. Uh, touch on Tom real quick. So touch on Tom. Yeah, that's why I tell the ladies touch on Tom real quick. The um, you guys didn't get that. I was referring to me as Tom. 
No, we um, got it. We just didn't really. I got just, it. I just thought it was a natural reference to something else. Just wasn't. Just wasn't funny. <laughs> it just didn't hit. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it hit. It didn't hit. That, that really sucks. I'm very low self, very low self confidence right now. So we can try it again and stop. Let's try it again. Do it again. Do it again. Take two. I don't even remember the line. I'm on fucking. We're gonna 30, touch 30 on Tom. We're gonna touch on Tom. Come touch on Tom, ladies. Oh. Hey. <laughs> we need a laugh track, like in Friends. Like, <laughs> um, all right. So Tom Hanks is the single creepiest person uh, maybe ever to exist. I'm not sure. He's up there with Biden, though, and all them. And I don't think a lot of people realize that he's a pedophile. Um, right. I, I think it was allegedly. shocking. Allegedly. Yeah, when I, no, there's no allegedly with Tom Hanks. Like, we, have a, we have a great headline right here. Okay. Tom Hanks accused of buying 13-year-old girl from her father and raped her. All right, that was a big story a while ago. Isaac Cappy's the crazy guy that's leaking all this. Well, he uh, was until they, he fucking they murdered him. Yeah. Did you know that, Kurt? Well, yeah, we we got to do an episode on that. I mean, but we're we're talking about it right now. What do you mean we got? We're talking about Tom Hanks right now. What do you mean we got to do an episode on it? But we're going into Isaac Cappy. Don't you think they'd want Isaac Cappy alive because he was so crazy? Why would they want him alive? He was trying to because when you have Tom someone Hanks crazy, Spielberg. Yeah, but when you have someone crazy promoting the truth. It makes the truth look crazy. But he he did, actually oh. didn't appear that like when, crazy. If you want an example, he, I I'm, feel like Isaac Cappy was the kind of guy that was involved and immersed in all of it. And he even said that that he did a lot of regrettable. He things. He said he was yeah innocent, and yeah. that he had a change of heart. Um, but the thing with him, remember we talked about the dead man switch with Epstein, and that's why I thought he was alive because he had right basically what a dead man switch is. Hey, I have evidence that if you kill me, it will be exposed. Well, Isaac Cappy had the same thing. And like hours before his death, his dead man switch was activated. And it was like this video of this like Turkish bathroom with these like underage girls. Bro, I'm telling you, like nine, 10 years old in bikinis in this bathroom. And there's this like octagonal, almost like sacrificial altar. And they were like going to the sink and like cleaning off the altar and just walk. I mean, dude, it's there's no way like you cannot justify what this video is and like people would try to do like you know we can do like cross references on an image and do like a google search to see where the source is Mm -hmm. and people couldn't find the source of the video you know and there's like no way to justify what the fuck this bathroom is yeah he accused a few other people of being pedophiles too spielberg Uh, yeah james gunn yeah listen Uh, it's like it's like canseco back in the steroid era Remember, he was the first whistleblower, really, and he came out, and he's like, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And everyone's like, no, not me. I've been saying they've all been on steroids since the 90s because, you know, I, my, half my high school team was on steroids. So, of course, the fucking right, right. players are going to be. So, uh, so when Canseco came out, I'm like, I believe all of it. Like, that was probably my first conspiracy theory, actually, when I was saying the whole league is on steroids. And then you find out everyone he named was actually on it. So, right. it's right. almost like when these kids, you know, Corey Feldman and all these guys are yelling out, you know, Hollywood's raping people. And, and then all of a sudden you see Weinstein drop. You see Nygaard drop with a sex island. You see uh, uh, Epstein, you know, not kill himself because of a sex island. Like, you Even just Prince have- Andrew oh, stepped down, you know? Yeah. 1,300 CEOs stepped down. Like, you need to now go, okay. And I'm not, I'm all fucking innocent until proven guilty. Except when it comes to this shit. Because you don't accuse someone of fucking kids unless they're fucking kids. Yeah, and Tom it's Hanks so crazy because in situations like this, like you don't want to believe it's true, but right. you know in the back of your mind it probably is. And with 
with these kind of actors and actresses that you grow up watching your whole lives, like you just, you don't want to admit it, but you just know in the back. And they fit the profile. Like right. that's, there's Apparently, a specific profile. Meryl Streep is like the head of the snake. Oh, Dude, of course. Meryl Streep is the Oprah of Hollywood. Yeah, she's the white Oprah. Yeah. She, she but gets it's all crazy these awards. She gets every freaking award. She sits all bow to her. at all the award shows. She gets to speak. She politicizes everything. I mean, it's unbelievable. Would you ever see her in the Devil Wears Prada? Yes. It, no. Yeah. It, <laughs> what? It's um. What? Yeah. It's it's a, like yes. Tommy's like no. <laughs> I have no, a wife. There's one answer to that. No. <laughs> yeah, I have a wife. Not married. No, go ahead. What what's oh. the plot? No, so it's about like this big boss bitch who just treats everyone like shit, and she's like the the domineer of everything, and it's just it's you could tell that's how it is for her in Hollywood. My ex was in Devil's Wear Prada, and I didn't see it. Who? Bianca. Was? Yeah, well, she was like an of, extra. And she was model. one of the models. Yeah, she was a runway model when she was younger. Yeah. She was a model in it. Um, Wait, it just plug that you dated a runway model. I mean, I think we all know I have the best sexual resume of anyone in America, right? That, like, let's be honest. That, that accidental <clears throat> bulge pick that you Be honest there. Hey, you met Bianca, Bob. You love Bianca. I do. I love Bianca. Yeah, and you saw her. She is definitely a runway model material, is she not? Uh, she definitely is and was and is. Yeah. Well, anyway, Tom Hanks to me is like the Derek Jeter of Hollywood. He was so clean. He kept out of the press all the time. It's so shocking to me that he's like a huge I don't see animal. why. So the big thing with Hanks here, he's the, the – just go to his Twitter. Go to oh, yeah. Tom Hanks. It's the most fucked up. It is nothing but fucking like hidden messages. It's all pictures of a random glove or sock. Or pacifier. It literally looks like a crime. Every tw- every picture looks like a crime scene. Like there's a, they're like on a desert and there's just like a random like like clear glove, right? And the funniest thing, the thing that really bugs me out the most about this shit. And if you don't believe that he's a pedophile, go to any Tom Hanks post of one of those things and go through the comments, and you'll find all the research you ever need on every video about him fucking kids and That's fucking hilarious. Videos. Like, yeah. it, like the video, the one image that he had on Twitter uh, that's tied to Isaac Cappy, who's the one that was exposing. That was shit. that's where I was just gonna go. So explain that, Bob. Yeah. Okay, so there's an image of like a, a glove just on the dirt, and the and the caption said like Highway 66, mm-hmm. um, and then it mentioned something about roadkill. Like, I hope there's no roadkill here yet. Um, and it was right in the same area. And it was like weeks before Isaac Cappy. So the way Isaac Cappy went out is apparently it says historic him. route 66 roadkill question mark. I hope not exclamation roadkill. I hope not. And then Isaac Cappy on route 66, apparently jumped off an overpass. So the theory is that the fall didn't kill him. And then he got hit by the car. And so if you, you know, essentially what does that make you roadkill? Right. So you have Highway 66. You got, you know, there's your numerology 666. And then, uh, you know, the roadkill reference and you have these cryptic fucking tweets, you know, um, James Comey's the same one. James Comey. But no, no, no. The big thing you're missing there, Bob, is that picture was a month before Cappy died at the spot Cappy right. died. Uh, I don't know if it's at the exact no, same. No, it was. It was, it, did, it was. it was right off Route 66. That's yeah. why he wrote historic Route 66 roadkill. Question mark, and that's where Happy died off Route sixty six. Right, right. That's what everyone was saying. This was like his way of being like, <laughs> you know, like you can't do shit to me because I'm Oprah's best friend, but I'm gonna let you know I did it. Like OJ, OJ wrote the book. If I did, it's so fucking weird that he puts yeah. like gloves and socks and it's like so, it pacifiers. Like, here's, here's a little girl's shoe on a couch, and it's like, what the fuck? Well, that's just like 
there's some weird thing with like a lone shoe. Like if you see like a lone shoe in a park or like or wherever, well, you think like, of, like, you think like of a child abduction. It's a kidnapping thing. Yeah. It's almost like a, a trademark. Um, then there was another cryptic tweet by Tom Hanks. It was like a red handkerchief, um, and I think it was on Isaac Cappy's birthday. And a lot, I don't know if you know, but a lot of these hangings, like uh, Anthony Bourdain and uh, and who's the other one, uh, lead singer of Soundgarden, and lead singer, yeah. Uh, no, but well, well, they 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 hung themselves, but they hung themselves with like a red handkerchief. There was like a correlation between like the color of the handkerchief that they hung themselves with. Um, and how so about Tom, the fact that he starred in the movie The Man with One Red Shoe? That's creepy. So what do you? <laughs> I don't like. What that. do you think this is though? Do you think it's so easy to be an actor that they promote within and get all their pedophile buddies to become famous? Or do you think it's something about getting to this level that you have to be either, I don't know, into kids or raping? Well, it's the so. same thing like with the athletics that Tommy talked about when we first mentioned this is they take from the pool of people who are the most talented. Right. And then you figure out which ones are really, you know, striving for the top and are willing to do certain things or you get blackmail on them and then you have to play ball. So me, so yeah. me and Bob talked about this last night, actually. We had this conversation because I just had it with, with another person. And here's what actually happens. The, you ever seen Boiler Room? Wolf of Wall Street, I, I, I tie everything to financial because that's my background. Because it, it's almost happened to me. It literally, like, on some level, not the pedophilia thing, but what I'm about to explain to you. <laughs> when Kurt was really little, I almost fucked here? him. I used what to diddle fuck? his dick when he was four. The second episode so, where you got to talk about diddling my dick. I mean, it got four tweets last time I did it, so I think maybe I can get five or six. Hey, dude, you're, my, my uh, ancestral pedophilia with my brother is easily worth five impressions. So... <laughs> So what what happens is your theory about playing ball in order yeah, to fame. exactly this is my way of predictive programming like slightly putting it out there <laughs> and that's um, how I became a handler of the no mercy <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see Tommy's cryptic tweets please put up yeah, yeah. just like Kurt's random shoe on a look at the bench. connect the second word of every word that I second letter of every word that I write in my next tweet <laughs> so what happens is. When you're young, let's look at an athlete. I have a theory on Kyle Kuzma, right? I have a theory that Kyle Kuzma is 100%, and it's, this is starting to fuck Bobby up because he went down a rabbit hole with it too. No one has said this anywhere. I am first. This is my White Claw moment where I said White Claw drugs in it. It definitely does. Right. This, this is my first. Kyle Kuzma is LeBron James pocket-holding bitch from prison. He is no. next. You know, hear, hear me out. Kyle Kuzma, for some reason, has he's been he's terrible. Watch a Laker game. He's fucking terrible. Yeah, but they're trying to trade him. No, you're an idiot. You missed the whole fucking story then. Because they traded everyone. Lonzo Ball, Ingram, the whole fucking team, the coach, everyone was out trying to get rid of the GM. Everyone was out. And LeBron James would not let them trade Kuzma. He was adamant we cannot trade Kuzma. Kuzma sucks. I don't care what anyone yeah, says. He thinks Kuzma's good. No. A no. lot of people think he's Kurt, good. Kurt, I'm telling you there's a rabbit hole here, and you're not listening. You're just being fucking anti-whatever I say. All right, go for Kyle it. Kyle Kuzma used to be like a man, like a man's man, and he was like a good kid and all that. He has turned into LeBron James' little fuckboy. He's all of a sudden now, since LeBron James grabbed the mic and said, Kuzma's going anywhere. If Kuzma goes, I go, right? And he's adamant about it. All of a sudden, this so I said this last year, all, that he's LeBron's little fuckboy, LeBron's fucking him, because we know the boule is all, like, you know, homosexual power. So, obviously, most of these guys are bisexual, and they fuck men, women, horses, 
sheep, fruit, whatever they can get their hands on. All of a sudden this year, after I had the theory last year when I was talking about it, Kuzma starts dressing like a woman. Have you seen the way he comes into games? It's not Russell Westbrook, uh, Dwayne Wade gay. It, like he's wearing women's clothes. All of a sudden, like Dennis Rodman level. It, it, it is. It, you know, little halter tops and shit. Mm. All of a sudden, he dyes his hair bright blonde. Like there's he, that blonde. There's that blonde hair. Looks like Amber Rose now. Like he literally looks like he looks like a woman. His skin looks whiter. And every time he does something wrong on the court, LeBron never yells at him. Never gets mad at him. Like LeBron, he's, LeBron's fucking Kyle Kuzma. And there's going to be something coming up with Kyle Kuzma. You're going to start to see Illuminati, tattoos, and all kinds of shit like that, like we did with Kyrie. So I have a, I have a big-time Kyle Kuzma. Um, I remember asking you, <clears throat> once this transition's complete, if you think Kuzma's stats will increase. And they, and they will, Oh, that's where we were going with this. So, so when people get involved with this shit, here's how it works. They don't even know they're getting pulled into it, right? So when you look at a lot of these young celebrities and stars, they don't even know what's going on. And Bob, I'll kick to you in a second because we talked about it last night. What happens is they f- – and, and people go, oh, well, so Kobe had a jump shot because he was in the Illuminati? No, the Illuminati picked Kobe because he had a jump shot. It's the other way around. So it's almost like a scout, right? They scout for these young, talented kids. And in, in the NBA, they're not suicidal and all that, but they're broke. They're poor, right? Most of them. Kobe wasn't, but most of them are. And then they take them in like an agent would do. They buy them cars. They buy them houses. LeBron will come in, take them under his wing. Hey, come with me. We're going to this party. And fucking Russell Westbrook and James Harden and Chris Paul, all these guys are going to be there. And this kid's so starstruck, like you see in Boiler Room with the young kids in the, in the financial movies. They bring them in. They put them in the Lamborghinis. They bring them to the strip clubs. These kids are like, holy shit, I want this life. And they become obsessed with the life and the mentorship. And then all of a sudden, all it takes is one party, one creepy environment. Like, listen, there's some fucked up shit that's going to be going on here. This is just, and then you see Russell Westbrook and fucking Will Smith fucking both gangbanging a fucking 14-year-old. And they're like, listen, this is just the way it is. They pop him some fucking adrenochrome. They give him some drugs. The kid's in the scene. He's going to do whatever his idols want him to do. And next thing you know, he's in. They got blackmail on him. They got footage on him with a child. And he don't give a fuck because he's all about the money and the fame. And these people are bringing him up the ladder. And then he turns around and realizes he's in the fucking boulet. And by that point, it's become his life. It's become normalcy. And then they promote them within, and he becomes one of the people, like they said, with the Epstein victims. Most of Epstein's victims ended up becoming handlers for new right. victims as they got older. Right. It's Stockholm Syndrome. And then they end up fucking being deep in it and bringing other people in. Right. That's how it goes. So Yeah, yeah. and check, check this out. It. So I was just looking into, because I, I know he has a ton of tattoos, so I was looking into his tattoos to see like if there was any that had meaning. And there's one on his forearm that's a, a big picture of a snake. And on this website, it says the meaning is this tattoo has no special meaning in his life. There was just little space left on his forearm and the snake fitted there perfectly. So is that a new tattoo? Because I know we also it's talked about tattoo. that. Are these old then it, was the, it was the last one he filled in on his arm. There you go. Yep. Yep. And he also just recently got a tattoo of the crown uh, on his shoulder. Uh, of the, the crown? King's, the King James logo. He got that on his logo. He's got on his, uh, yeah, on his chest, one of his more recent ones. So he got two new ones. He got Kuzmania with the King on his right kind of uh, collarbone. And then he got Be Different on his other collarbone. And underneath it is a picture of a girl giving the shh, like with the one finger to your mouth. Oh, the nice. tattoo That's covered. like the number one thing. Yep. And the tattoo covers her eyes. That's yeah. that you can't see your eyes. Yep, that you can't see your eyes. Secret knowledge. Yep. And he's got family and loyalty 
the same exact tattoos that LeBron has um, on his side, on his ribs. Yeah, I don't like this. Wow. Yeah. So to clear all this up, Kuzma's fucking LeBron. Yes. Their boyfriend and boyfriend. And when yep. Kuzma gets traded, that's when they break up, you think? He won't get traded. Well, that's isn't that he what will you be there until LeBron Kyrie? leaves. He like, wasn't no. Kyrie supposed to be LeBron's bitch? And maybe- Kyrie started bucking the system. That was the problem. Yeah, Kyrie's too much of an alpha. Kuzma's right. not an alpha. Exactly. So Kyrie wanted to give it to LeBron sometimes. Hey, let's switch up right. these roles. Like, I want to be the giver, not always the taker. Well, Kyrie, Kyrie, yeah. Kyrie. Like, you, he's like, did you see that shot I hit against Golden State? Like, let me turn you around for once. Mm-hmm. And LeBron yep. was like, no. And that's the thing. They had their little falling out, and then he fucking realized that he fucked with the boule the same way Snoop did. Remember when Snoop came out on Gal King? And all of a sudden, like three days later, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, right? Alphas don't do that. But all of a sudden, Kyrie Irving, if you remember, a year ago, was talking about how he loves LeBron and the biggest mistake of his life was fucking shit up with LeBron and they should have stayed together and they would have had an epic dynasty. And it was my fault. I was too young to understand that I should have been a follower and not trying to be a leader. Do you remember that interview? Ben, you might more than anyone else. Yeah, but you know what? That, now that you were just saying that, it really reminds me of the Kobe and Shaq right yeah yep and then all of a sudden he started begging his trying to beg his way back into lebron and now he's going overboard with the symbolism because everyone's like why is he getting like Kyrie is the worst right like it's literally like right out there with the symbolism the pyramid it's so bad i think why would you do that think about it bob why would he do that why would it be so blatant all of a sudden about trying to prove he's illuminati unless he's scared to death LeBron basically excommunicated him, cut him off, and he's trying to go, look at me, look at me, I'm still in, boys. Look, Illuminati here, Illuminati there. Like, guys, I'm still here. I'm still here. Don't kill me. And Kyrie Irving was also pushing flat earth, by the way. I do want to put that out there. And there's no dinosaurs. No dinosaurs. And remember the the UN symbol, if you look at the UN symbol, they use the flat earth model. Uh Uh-huh. I'm yep. just I'm just throwing those little tidbits of uh, info in there. So don't you yeah. think the Illuminati would have hidden knowledge and they would know as far as if the Earth is flat or if there was dinosaurs or is he not privy to that info because he's not high enough up? Mm. No, I mean, what if the Earth is flat and that's what they're hiding from us? That's yeah. that's the whole point. Is like, do they have knowledge of our galaxy and of of how the Earth really is, and are they creating a false identity of who we are? I mean, because like if you like. Listen, I'm not I'm not a flat earther. I don't want to put it out there. However, like it's really weird when you look into it. Like all the NASA scientists, like we talk about paperclip with uh, uh, Warner Van Braun, who was the big Nazi scientist who was in part of all the NASA explorations. And when you look on his gravestone, he has a Bible quote that talks about a firmament. And a firmament's like a dome-like structure. So if like if you ever seen like the Truman Show or something, that's basically what it is. Remember with like Jim Carrey's character, they always tried to prevent him from going out, you know, past like a certain level, because if he went too far, he ran to the uh, outer corners of the firmament and he tore a hole in it. And then he realized that he's part of basically like a movie or a Truman show. And it was the whole fucking thing was being directed by this person that was above the firmament and controlling the weather, controlling all people and living in like a matrix. And that's when Jim Carrey's character found out that he was living in his own you know, reality show, basically. You want another weird thing with fucking uh, LeBron? If you remember when LeBron played with Love and Kyrie, which was supposedly, you know, the next coming Illuminati, right? Like that, any crew any crew LeBron warns with, because LeBron is everything but 100% confirmed head of the athletic boulet, right? 
like he's the Oprah of the boule, basically, right? Of the of the black male athlete, especially that fraction of it. Do you know Kyrie Irving when in love when they were with LeBron wore number two and number zero, and then when LeBron went to L.A., all of a sudden Lonzo Ball wore number two and Kuzma wore number zero. So what is that? What's the significance with that? The significance was he left them; those guys didn't work out, and he would go and had his new breed. And Kuzma and Lonzo were supposed to be the two fucking youngins that he was probably you know fucking and going to bring up. And then Lonzo bucked because his dad was a problem. So he wanted him to fuck out. Right. And then brought, you know, Kuzma's still lasting until – and he won't fuck up because he looks like a little beta bitch, right? Like, Kuzma's also definitely – also noticed his dad's up. quiet. His dad doesn't get interviews anymore like he used to. Well, yeah. that was kind of his five minutes of fame. He just got boring after that. Yeah. But, Tom, there might be some meat on this bone. Oh! I I but I no. haven't heard about Kuzma lately, so I haven't – but. I, I think Kuzma might be LeBron's bitch. He is. What, 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 what? Michelle hammercocked Kurt. Right Dude, there. Kurt, you, you went from what? 1% to what? Give me the percentage change. If Now, as far as Kuzma's just his bitch? Um, I, would... I mean, obviously, do you agree that LeBron is, you know, Illuminati? Right, yeah. All right, so then, a... therefore, it has to be Illuminati ties. But, yes, just his right. bitch would lead him to be. Or know, his, little... like a mentor. He's, yeah. He's breeding right. him. What, what, what turned you? Listen, I'm going to go to 20%, but I need to do my own. Well, I'm sure you just did some right now. What turned you a little bit? No, I haven't looked yet. It's just, it makes sense. Because AD is probably not that guy. Well, I think AD is more, AD is more like a soldier, right? Like, you know, like, like a bodyguard. If you were looking at like a mafia sense, right? He's like the capo. He's like fucking, you know, the the guy you have around that you need who's powerful. He's He's a hitman. Right. You know, but Who's I don't the think guy right next to uh, on Scarface, the second in command. He's that guy. Well, I mean, dude, don't ask me to remember anything. I have brain damage, but okay. Yeah, uh, I don't remember names, but um, the the th- yeah, the thing with AD, it's like he's like a capo. You know, like they, him and LeBron both got tattoos of Kobe on the same day. You know, AD is being bred. Like they're trying to see what they could do with AD. But Kuzma's the guy. If you were watching Oz, that when they were in prison, that would be walking around holding LeBron's pocket. Yes. And start yeah. to pay attention to it. Start to look how feminine he has. He's been acting. They buck broke him, dude. They yeah. buck broke him. Yeah, I'm like looking at the face. Is that like a phasing process? Like, and he's like white. That. He's whiter now than he's ever been. He's like literally looks like white. Sammy white. Sosa. Yeah, like yeah. they're bleaching him or something. Like the, Kuzma is, yeah. So, so that's my theory, and uh, I'm sticking to it. Wow, yeah. I got the pictures of him with the blonde hair. Yeah. Right? He looks that's, like Amber Rose. Gonna I'm going to up it to 22%. Yeah. I mean, because you think about it, how easy is it for somebody who's a rookie in the NBA to be impressionable? It's the same thing. Oh, like, God. If you're a, a, fresh, a freshman in college and you want to get into the best fraternity, and then you go into the frat house and, like, the heads of the fraternity are in the back room blowing coke and doing mainline and heroin, and they have hookers and all this stuff, and you're like, man, I really want to get in this fraternity, but I got to go in this back room, right? So there's some people that may turn around and say, I don't want this fraternity anymore. I'd rather just, you know, go to another one or not do Greek life at all. But there are those people that will do it. Right. And that's why some of these secrets are formed in the fraternities when we talk about skull and bones. It's a fraternal all- order. That's what these all yeah. are. Yes. And that's why these people go to Yale. They're like, I want to be in skull and bones. Initiate mm-hmm. me. I don't care if we have to, okay, we all have to jerk off onto me or whatever the fuck y'all do. And, and by the way, have you noticed to think about any fraternity? It's the same exact process. You've seen the videos about sororities and how they're equivalent to the Illuminati and the Freemasons and you know, the Scientology and satanic cults and all that, they're all the same process. They find weak, young, insecure people 
which would be a freshman in college, right? There is no weaker and more insecure than a freshman in a big school. Uh, like you'd see someone who wants to commit suicide or someone who's on the street in real life or poor. They find a weak young person. They use the herd mentality of the elite, which are the juniors and seniors, the upperclassmen, who say, hey, if you want to be Phi Beta Kappa, young girl, you got to come in here with us and do X, Y, and Z. They put them through a hazing, which in the Illuminati and all that and the boule is the buck breaking, right, where they make them, you know, and then they film them nowadays because we have it all. So they film them and document it and embarrass them and exploit them. What they do in the boule and the Illuminati is they film them doing all this bad shit and they use it as blackmail so they can never go out and tell on the boule because everyone always goes, well, if this shit was really going on, there had to be a bunch of people who came out and said this shit's going on. Not if there's a picture of you, a video of you fucking a 12-year-old, you're not going to expose them. Not if there's a picture of you in a blood sacrifice with fucking red blood on your shoes doing a fucking Moloch dance with wings. No, trust me, you're not going to expose these motherfuckers. Yeah. If, not if, if you, you thought you were going to die. Your career would be over. And they'd kill you. Yeah, I'm, I'm speaking just in terms of the public. Your yeah. career would be over. All the behind-the-scenes shit, that's going to happen you know, regardless. But, I mean, it's hard enough for professional athletes to come out as gay. Imagine coming out and saying, you know, this guy banged me so I can become a starter on his team. You yeah. know, that you would, you're done for the rest of your life. Oh, and, and they'll kill you or they'll take one of your family members out. And that's so what they do. So it's like pass to Kuzma a lot to bulk his stats up. Oh so my dude, I, listen, I don't watch a ton of NBA, but every Laker game I watch, all he does is pass to Kuzma. <laughs> like, it's, it's fucking amazing. It's, it's unbelievable because I'm betting on it and I'm sitting there screaming. You can ask anyone who's ever been to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Do not give this motherfucker the ball. Stop passing to this fucking guy. He's fucking terrible. And he just always finds time on the court. They always it's talk like, about him as like the coming and the next big thing. Oh, it's horrible. He shoots it's like, like when you're like a co-ed. Oh, the worst. Like you're in a co-ed soccer league and you pass it to your girlfriend, even though like she sucks, you know, yeah. but All you, right. know, so you don't want to hear her yell at you when you get home. Before we move on and bring Janet on, let's do what percentage do you think LeBron has fucked Kuzma? 90. 90? I'm, I'm literally mm-hmm. at 90. Bob? I'm just going to say 65 just because uh, I've only – I literally spent 20 minutes in my car on the way to my gig last night looking at it, and then I called him <laughs> like in a panic. <laughs> in a fucking full-blown panic. I called him like three times like, it's your phone. <laughs> Dude, I think you're and right. I would say about 10% that LeBron bangs Kuzma because I'm not really sure about LeBron in that, but – after seeing the pictures of Kuzma's blonde hair, I'd say there's about an 80% chance that someone's banging him from behind. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I like and, it. Yeah, it's just so funny that we we're just talking about blonde hair and being in indoctrination. And I, uh, I was talking about Kuzma last night. All right. So we're about 45 minutes in. That's, that's fine. Good. I think that's good. I think that's good pace, right? That gives us a solid 45 minutes to do, do the coronavirus. We'll probably go long on it. But I, I, I think we did a good job. How about a round of applause for ourselves? Yeah, very good. Hey. All right, success, success. Uh, before we bring on Janet to talk about coronavirus, uh, let me first give a quick commercial break here. Guys, get over to EliteSportsBetting.com. We are absolutely slaying the universe over there in every single sport. MMA, Mad Lab did it again last night. Absolutely smashed earth. I'm up 120 units. Our eSports guys up 100 units. Football, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, MMA, name a fucking sport. We have professional handicappers putting out the picks for these sports. This is not just a bunch of dudes throwing picks out. 
These guys are handicappers, and they are phenomenal. And it's EliteSportsBetting.com. It's dirt cheap. It's like less than $2 a day if you buy the monthly package uh, or the yearly package. And EliteFantasy.com. Baseball season right around the corner. We're going to be crushing DFS again this year. You've seen what Brian Healy's been doing with props. I think he's fucking like hitting like 75%, and he's better in baseball. So he takes his DFS knowledge and uses it for prop betting on the gambling side and DFS on the DFS side. So myself, Jeff Manns, Vlad, Healy, all those guys over at EliteFantasy.com. Dirt cheap, early bird, full season promo is out. Get in on it now. That early bird won't be there forever. And the easiest way to get accustomed to what we're doing over there, go to the Lunch Money Show. Uh, you can go to EliteSportsBetting.com. Click on live streams. It's every Tuesday and Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. And it's a free gambling show. So if you want to get a taste of what we're doing before you actually buy anything, go there and check that out every Tuesday and Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern. And Bod, you are actually the editor of our videos for the Lunch Money Show. Yes, follow the Lunch Money Show on, on Twitter for those clips of the prior day's shows. Yes, the, Bod, the Bod's production work has been, uh, been cr- taking over the universe over there at, <laughs> at Lunch Money Show uh, on Twitter. So... We're going to bring on Deplorable Janet. Unfortunately, after we finished the uh, LeBron episode, I had a malfunction, a technical uh, LeBron episode. The first 50 minutes of this podcast, we were just talking about LeBron. Uh, I had a computer malfunction. Luckily, it happened right when we finished, so we were able to chop it and start it fresh. So I don't know if we actually introduced Janet or spoke about Janet or whatever we were before we cut it off, but one thing did happen before we get to Janet. While we're on the break, this ends up being a good thing. Ben, fill us in. The Lakers just beat the Clippers in L.A., obviously, but the Clippers were the home team. And it's a big win. LeBron had a big game. Everyone was going nuts. And what happened at the end of that game as I was trying to fix the recording? So as LeBron's walking off and they're giving him the curtain call, he gets to the end of the bench and Kyle Kuzma's just standing there waiting for him and then basically acts like he's putting a crown on the top of LeBron's head, like gets in his face, like almost nose to nose, and puts a crown on top of his head. And puts a fake crown on his head. And the video's already out circulating. I think you retweeted it, right? Yeah, I, I retweeted and tagged you guys. It was just so funny how, as we're talking about that, in live time, we see something like that happen. So has any of your percentages changed? I think everyone's has. Oh, Tom, yeah. we'll start with you. You were at 90. I mean, I'm still at 90 because there's always a 10% chance LeBron's not gay. All right. Like, but, Bob, I mean, you were at 65? I think I, let's say 75. Oh, that's a big deal. 10%. Right, he literally yeah. walked over to the bench and fucking went right to Kuzma. And Kuzma stood up and put a crown on his fucking head. Yeah. I went from ben? 10% to 55%. Wow. Oh. 45% jump on the break. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. wow. The, yo, that was way too much uh, eye contact. Right. Yeah, I was at oh, 20. I'm going to 38. Did he stare into his... He the, into bro, his they were nose to nose. Wow. Okay, I'm I'm 85%. <laughs> that's all it took I didn't to go up another contact. 10 I'm always big in a relationship <laughs> Kurt, a what are you? Relationship. I'm going from 20 to 38 38 wow 38 Dude, we got like 50% jumps by some of you guys here Fucking it was a big was... video big piece of evidence and it just happened how crazy is that it, yeah. people are going to think we're lying people are going to think this happened before it literally just happened when I fucked up the recording that was it was fate incredible so we're bringing on Deplorable Janet. Again, if I just said this fucking three minutes ago, just ignore it. I'm on a million painkillers because of my hips. Blame it on the producer. Yeah, this was Kurt's fault. Kurt, you're supposed to give me a checklist, right? 
right? Every Before every show, I go through a checklist because Tom's fucked up over five shows, and we go through every fuck up. Is your mic plugged in? Mm-hmm. Your SD card? Yeah. We go through everything. In this episode, I did not. I was distracted. I will take blame for the fuck up. Terrible handler. So... I don't Sorry. know if I introduced Deplorable Janet. You can find her on Twitter at Deplorable Janet, which is one of the best names um, I've ever seen. And we had a whole conspiracy theory that Bob was dying to get her on. We have to get Janet on. We got to do Janet. If we don't have, we can't talk about coronavirus without Janet. And uh, so we obviously assumed Bob was uh, trying to fuck her because Bob never gets laid. So he only tries to fuck people. <laughs> but um, then we talked to Janet. And she's fucking awesome. So when you hear us talking to her like a dude, would like not she, fuck Bob. she just lit us all the fuck up, like just making fun of our dicks and fucking just thrashing us. So we no, will be fun speaking of your to dick. Janet. Don't bring our dicks into My it. My dick's fucking yeah. awesome. But without further ado, deplorable Janet, ladies and gentlemen. Janet, what up? Don't worry. Your hero is here. Yeah. And Janet, you you heard the pre-recording. All females are here. On the 12 times that it fucking took us to start the show. Do you now see the idiocy which we are behind <laughs> the scenes? That's a good point. Lame. It's bad, she right? She actually was saying that she was actually telling me she's like, "Do you got have you guys thought about live streaming your uh no. pre-show?" Which now do you see why we don't? <laughs> yeah, we've thought about it, but we can't have show. our shows be 4 hours. Right. Yeah. It's bad. It takes us 5 hours to do an hour and a half podcast. So if you think this is bad, Janet, has Bobby ever tried to fuck you, and have you ever fucked Bobby? He has not, and I have not. Would ah. you if you were single? Would I if I was single? I would even if I was married, which I am. Oh, hey. yeah, hey, Bobby, hey, get wow. it. Bobby, you just got to And let's say this, just so conveniently, her husband, Greg, shout out Greg, was sick and decided to stay at home. He was supposed Ooh. to come over, so Yo, I think Bobby there's is, some kind of scenario li- <laughs> being set up here. Bobby Post is live show? streaming his cucking right now. <laughs> he so told hi, Greg. to go enjoy the gangbang. <laughs> here for the gangbang. Here for the speaking gangbang. Of, speaking of gangbang, we were talking about our favorite forms of porn before, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure you heard it. Um, Janet, what is your favorite form of porn? No, we got to guess. No, no, first. don't tell us. Let's guess. Let's guess. Let's guess. All right, I th- I think I'm Bobby, a, I'm you know her best because I know Janet personally. And I think she might like the BBC. I think she, uh, she she might like the Big Black Cocks. The News That's Network? Yeah, Is that well, what it stands for? Too, Big Black Cocks? Big Black Cocks. I think she, she might be into that. Interesting that Bobby... Maybe a DP. That? Maybe a double penetration. I don't a little know. DP right. on the weekends. Ben, DP what about the you? BBC. Yeah, see, I was going to go with the BBC, but I'd say a bunch at a time. So I'd be going with like nine plus. Bukaki gangbang. Yeah. Shit. All right. I'm going with bondage. I, th- I think Janet is very alpha. For a female, and I, I'm, I'm going bondage. Uh, I'm gonna lock that in. I'm locking in bondage. Kurt, I'm going APV. I think it's pretty obvious that's what it is. What's so APV? Gonna... Nobody Asian knows what videos. APV. Is. Are you just inventing nobody. porn terms right now? <laughs> Asian piss videos. APV. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh no! How do you even know that's a thing? How is that? A... Well, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you even know the part. acronym for it? Well, we. we Put acronyms to everything. We said we. 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 Community. We all use we, the So this acronyms. is the porn community. The online porn community just makes up these terms. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> do you watch? The, do you watch the the porn academy awards every year? Me no. I've never. <laughs> no, I'm not only, a big porn guy. I like APV Bob. Award. Yeah, yeah Asian, if they had an Asian P video award, he would watch it. Kurt, that's the weirdest thing I ever fucking heard in my life. Janet, your favorite APV. Adult star. Oh, John Lee is the best. (laughs) (laughs) Is his cock blurred out? (laughs) (laughs) Little little tiny Asian cock pissing all over someone. Janet, who? What is? Who is the closest? And are any of us correct? 
Are you ready for the winner? Yeah. The winner is Tommy G. Yes. Sucking oh, up to the host. Good. Yeah, just sucking up to the host. Yeah, Bobby, I thought you knew me better than that. I know, I know. I know. Oh, bondage for the win. This just proves how much better I know women than you guys. Oh, and you what? are you are correct. I am the dominant one. Yup, exactly. I could see you with what do they call it? Pegging? I could see you like with the strap on, like pegging pegging Greg and Bobby at the same time. <laughs> Actually, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby's asshole is probably so wide from all the dicks he's taking. He's like hot dog down a hallway. When I fart, it goes. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like wind through a canyon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to the show, Janet. <laughs> what a warm welcome. Yeah, exactly. Bobby made the big mistake of saying Janet wants to make sure she can go at you guys because she doesn't. You know, I'm, I'm okay. Let's go. <laughs> We're going to start it right out with what's your favorite sex fetish? This is so, all right. So I win again, as usual. I got so Janet. I'll oh, go ahead. Yes. Go, yes. Bob. No, my question, my question is to Janet. Uh, so you were listening to like some of the stuff we were saying about like Tom Hanks and LeBron James. Do you think that or are you a believer in the fact that there are these secret societies or ruling classes within entertainment, arts, uh, all facets of life? And how deep do you think it goes? Absolutely. I think that is one of the deepest rabbit holes there is. Yeah. yeah. And so what's your percentage on LeBron? LeBron fucking Kuzma. After that video, I'm telling you, it's got to be about 85 percent. Wow. Yeah, yep, that's where I'm at. And Janet, tell everyone what you do. So they're wondering, because as I said, Bob was like, we got to bring Janet on. Got to bring Janet on for coronavirus. So he said, you are the expert in this field. So tell us what you do for a living. Um, I am a nurse manager. I've been a nurse for a really long time, and I also teach college courses for medical nursing students. And you said, Bob said something about you did something with vaccines for kids or something yes, like that? Yes, I worked on the Vaccines for Children Committee and okay. as a state reporting agent for them. So, all right, so, so you're, you're pro or anti-vaccine? Me, personally, I am an yes. anti-vaxxer. Oh, hey. okay. Nice. Kurt, where do you stand on that? I, I, I don't know what I am. Uh, all my kids are vaccinated, and they don't let them in the school if they're not. Right. Like, Miller you was literally. Right. And Miller, he got one. There's so many, I can't even keep track. But one of them happened on, like, February 4th. They called us and said he won't be allowed back in school because he had to get it after, like, February 10th. So he had to go back and retake a vaccine. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. wow. that's how crazy it is in New Jersey. Wow. Yeah. Does he go to a public school? Yes. Yep. It's required by every state. Uh, that the only Unless reason it's... I'm against vaccines is because they're requiring it. Once once the fucking government requires anything, I basically assume that there's something up. There the strange definitely... thing about the the strange thing about the vaccine conversation, it's the one topic that both sides of the aisle, left and right, you know, take the bait on. You know, right. I've been called an anti-vaxxer from a lot of people just from any just like normal questioning of vaccinations, you know, like, yeah. Hey, like, why is there a sharp spike and in increase in vaccinations after that bill passed in 1985 that like, you know, basically, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Janet, but the basic writing of it was like, hey, uh, the vaccine companies are not held liable for anybody that contracts an illness or dies from as a result of a vaccination. That so is then, absolutely correct. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I was born in 83 and this passed in 85 and then the number of vaccinations spiked from 
you know, what, six to like maybe 50? I mean, you might have the numbers on that, Jane. I don't know. But, um, you know, and then I developed Crohn's disease, which is an autoimmune disorder. So, mm-hmm. you know, I always wonder, I always try to track to see the source. And there's a very, I mean, anytime you put heavy metals and toxic uh, chemicals and in, into an uh, underdeveloped immune system, uh, you're going to have problems. Right. Because you know what the key ingredient in most vaccinations is? What? What's that? The live Merc- virus? Mercury. Really? Mercury is a very toxic element. That's Holy why shit. they used to have the thermometers and stuff that were full right. of mercury. Those uh, well. That is illegal to do now. You can't have a blood pressure cuff with the mercury, and you can't have the mercury thermometers. So do, they, do they do any testing on uh, the long lasting impressions of a vaccine on a person is there any way to test it or we're just we come up with a vaccine we give it and we just assume nothing happens in the future to their body well they do trials don't they yeah but how can they wink yeah exactly i was just gonna say you can't (laughs) trust who's paying for the trial uh well you know what's interesting by the way janet just you know kurt asked the dumbest questions he (laughs) he tries really that's the whole concern right what it does to you in the future it has nothing to do with now. Right. It has to do with what it does to your body when you're 30, 40, 50. Well, they never report that to us, Kurt. If they're intentionally giving people vaccines. That well, that's why I asked, do they the test problem. for it? Yeah. One of the interesting things about this is not that there's just mercury in it, but that they call it thimerosal. So mm-hmm. they, they call it something else, and it's more of a – they try to treat it like a preservative, but it's still mm-hmm. mercury-based. So they're, they're, you know, they, they're trying to be slick with it and call it something else, and, and they do that all the time. It's how about, the same how thing about, they do with, like, processed sugars. I mean, how Well, how about, how about when they used to – like, when we were, we were younger um, – Kurt, you, you probably don't know this now because I know it stopped, but Janet, you'd probably know better. Didn't they, like, tell parents and encourage parents to give their kids, like, fluoride pills and, like, pump fluoride into their children when they were younger? Yes, and and most cities, well, the city I grew up in, there's a lot of fluoride in the water, and now they've found out that that's poisonous to people. And right. lowers your IQ and all right. shit like I have that. Fluoride and they, put it in, in they, they were giving, like, they were making kids take fluoride pills. Like, right. when my kids take fluoride pills. What? My kids take fluoride pills. Kurt. Why? Kurt. That's what the dentist recommends. Kurt. Oh my god. What? Oh my God! Are you Kurt's fucking serious? Fluoride pill, dude. Dude, we did a whole podcast on fluoride. I'm trying to fight it. I'm what trying. do you mean fight it? You're the fucking parent. Well, so can I say something about this? Because my wow, friend, Kurt, I've, I, I've honestly yeah, never but been you more also it's a tough thing to fight. I know you're the parent, but to say what it does to you without like when a doctor is telling them they need it. Yeah, of course, the doctor's really. A, oh my God. Kurt. I know, but how am oh I going to explain fucking, that to my Get wife? off the podcast. Kurt, wait, wait, wait. No, get off this the podcast. Important. This is a really Kurt, important discussion. Did you have to pay? Yeah. Did you have to pay for those fluoride pills? Uh, yeah. So oh the God. person who's telling you're, you you're to get them is making money nephew. from it? That's a good point. What was right. that? The person you telling you to get it's making money from it, right? I assume. So right. there you go. He has financial I, I, honestly, incentive. Honestly, I swear to God, you. I've known this kid for 38 years, and he's the dumbest motherfucker I've ever met He has life. financial incentive to tell you to take it. I have never been more well, disappointed basically in what you. it was where the kids were getting cavities. Kurt. And they said their toothpaste doesn't have fluoride because they're too young, I guess. So, so they you gave them, them like these okay, chewable. So yeah, so Janet, Janet, them... Janet. Go. I know. I've been fighting no, this. Shut, Kurt, honestly, I'm like legit mad. I know I you're, get. Kurt, like, you're in time I, out. Like I'm legit mad at you right now. Janet, please jump in. Okay, <laughs> so here's the thing that you just said. It makes no sense. Their toothpaste doesn't have fluoride in it because they're too young. But here, take fluoride pills. We, what the f- Exactly. 
That was my argument. No, I no, know. no, Curtis, there's no argument. It's your fucking, it's your human. This is your human being. This is my niece and nephew, and you're letting these idiots tell you they're too young, what Janet just said. They're too young to use toothpaste with fluoride, so here's pills that have fluoride in it. More yeah. How does that make any fucking sense? And that's more concentrated fluoride, too. Oh, my God. I can't believe I, 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 I We got to change that. I'm literally Wait, like. So, I, so my, I have a, a unique perspective on this because I've actually never gotten a, a vaccine in my life. And I've never had a shot besides at the dentist for Novocaine. So even growing up and going to school, playing sports and everything. So my mom had a special note from our I don't know, doctor or religious doctor or whatever, who basically just made it up and said, our made-up religion uh, allows for Ben to be disqualified from taking vaccinations. Right. So I I never had to do it. That's the only way that you cannot get one. Yep. I never had to do it. So, Ben, have you ever gotten, like, a flu shot or anything? No. You've had nothing. No. Do you get sick? I mean, do you get sick often or less? I mean, I'll I'll get, like, the cough and, and, you know, sneezing here and there, but no, I, I, I... had very very few serious ailments in my life dude i i don't go to the doctor i don't get flu shots i don't do any of the stuff that everyone else does and i live the single most unhealthy lifestyle a, a human being could ever live my sleep schedule is a disaster i fucking party i drink i eat fucking hot pockets for dinner and uber eats and i, I mean you I look I never like shit get, but i am <laughs> I'm, I'm falling apart but my i'm never sick i don't yeah. get sick like you'll never hear me be like oh i'm sick i'm hungover that's all I get. Mm-hmm. I'm never sick, and I'm telling you, doctors are the devil. Uh, yeah, grandpa's I, old strategy. I never probably. get, I never get like the flu or cold or strep no. or, or anything like that. I've never got that stuff in my life. Like once in a while, I'll get headaches, but it, it's usually just from being like dehydrated or something. It's not from actually getting sick. Here's my question, because I have a friend who is in the same boat, and him and his wife are pregnant right now and he's like dude i've been trying to get to my wife about this stuff and she just won't listen and she's getting very upset about it and then you know then he gets a phone call from the mom and the dad and you know it turns into a very emotional thing between couples so my question is if you're in this boat and you're worried about vaccinating your children what do you do to have the conversation with somebody that is just unreceptive to it like janet how would you approach a woman if if you have concerns about vaccinations you mean after I stop doing vaccinations on people? Well, yeah, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, like the average mother, you know, that that's, that's you know, that maybe, you know, because well, I mean, Bob, that's, that's I can tell child. you, I can tell you, at least in my situation, because my wife is, she's not entirely pro-vaccine, but she is not anti-vaccine. So we, we have to, at some point, come to a compromise. And so I have to allow it that the kid will have vaccinations, so not zero, but she also understands you can't have a lot of them. So, like, when it comes down to the time, we're going to really deep research and see which few of them that we think um, they would need. You know, not something that's like, you know, why would you get, like, a hep C vaccine or something for, like, a child, you know, yeah, something like, like HPV that. HPV vaccine. Right. Yeah, so, like... Right. So, is it required like, in Staten Island? Well, I, I'm in so, Long Island. Long but, Island? But, is it required um, there or not? I, I, I don't know what's required or not because, like I said, I've never even gotten any, so I, I don't know. But we, when it comes down to that point, we've already agreed to a compromise of not a lot but not none. So, well, you know, and, and space them out. We don't want to give our kid, you know, 30 shots right. within two weeks. You can do an alternate vaccination schedule. You're right. 
you just have to you and the doctor's office have to agree on what that schedule is going to be yeah exactly but definitely anybody that's going to get their children vaccinated please research for yourself look up information look up about the toxic metals in them look up the side effects things that they can actually cause because these are not things the doctor's office is going to tell you and you're putting live viruses in your body a lot of the time absolutely uh think about okay the they made the chicken pox vaccination which is called varicella they made that mandatory so we were doing estate reporting for them after they started making this vaccination mandatory and they wanted to know if somebody came in have they had the vaccine if so when was it how many spots do they have on their body so you had several categories of groups of how many spots you think they have or estimate and so we would record that information send it back to the state and it wasn't going well because everyone that had been a mandatory vaccination for the chicken pox they all came back with the chicken pox and why is that because when you get these vaccinations they're giving you an alive attenuation of something which means that you're, they're giving you a live sample of like a small dose of it, chicken right? pox, measles, right. mumps, and rubella, all of these things, so that your body can develop its own immunity towards something. But it wasn't working, so then they made two vaccines mandatory, and we were still seeing people that not only had chicken pox once, but multiple times. My daughter actually ended up having chicken pox three times. Wow. That's unbelievable. That's wow. uncanny too, right? Because it's very yeah, rare. I thought you could only get it, it once. A second time. So when they tell you that you can only get the chicken pox once, that's a lie, especially if you get that vaccination. That's why they kind of have to rethink, well, how are we going to sell it to the public now? Because it was supposed to prevent it. And then it was supposed to, well, it won't make it as bad. Well, right. but maybe you need a second dose of it, so maybe that will stop it. It maybe, maybe, maybe. And, and the funny thing is you notice, and we'll get the coronavirus now, but you notice all these holistic healers drop like flies. You oh, know, dude, like, That's what got like, me into this whole thing. Yeah, we, we went right. down, I forget, a couple of podcasts ago, a few podcasts ago, Bob, when you were talking about Crohn's disease and how you know they were just pumping you up with shit, and then all of a sudden you started going the holistic route and everything got better. I have a friend who's a holistic healer. Uh, he's actually cured like Lyme disease for people and stuff using magnets and shit. Like It's crazy right. what he can do. And uh, he's told me all the horror stories about the big pharma. And we all know big pharma is worse than even like Wall Street and the financial jitter. Definitely. By far the worst, most manipulative, uh, satanic fucking community that's out there as far as just doing anything for a dollar. But, I mean, go Google it, guys. Go look it up. These holistic healers, like, it probably has the highest suicide rate outside of, like, you know, maybe two other professions. Like, they're just. Being like a Hillary Clinton confidant. If you're a good holistic healer, you're dead. Look, like you're gonna look up Dr. Sebi, S-E-B-I. He's one of the big ones. Um, and he actually, uh, this kind of ties in. Remember the band TLC? We had mm-hmm. Left Eye. Remember Left Eye died? And, of yeah. course, you have Left Eye, so there's your uh, symbolism there. Well, she went down there to see him and got healed through him. And she all she was doing was talking about, oh, I want to spread your message. I want to bring it back to the United States. I want to heal people. I want to use my fame to educate people on this stuff. And she got run off the road. Shocking. <laughs> So, you know, this yeah. kind of stuff happens all the time. Then you see, like, you know, holistic doctors committing suicide. I mean, there's 
there's a high rate of like high profile holistic doctors that have committed suicide. Oh, and, and, and let help. me tell you something. If I know anything, a holistic doctor, they're some of the most wholesome, like balanced people. Oh, ever everyone I've ever met is like just Zen, you right. know, like they're just fucking shit. The last people you think would commit. Wait, suicide. So, so isn't that so, why uh, pot has been illegal for so long? There's a That's lot of reasons why pot Some people think it has to do with like the fact that it has so many different uses, and that the original uh, reason why it was illegal was actually because it was rivaling like uh, paper as like the number one production, you know, because it's it's better than paper. So like the head of like major paper companies like put out like this, you know, anti weed propaganda like uh, reefer madness and stuff like that that said like you'll turn into this like evil you know vampire if you smoke one marijuana or some shit like that. But they, mm-hmm. they think the original ten is just because if you think about the, the universal uses of marijuana, it would make so many different companies go out of business. Not just drug oh, companies, yeah, but sure. paper right. and more about well more about hemp, but yeah. Hemp. Yeah, hemp, hemp, yeah. Let's but, not let's not go crazy on a dovetail here. We're yeah, already, I got yeah, a I got a question for you. You, guys. you you let Bobby start talking about weed, we'll be here yeah, for a yeah. month. And <laughs> <half>. He'll, he'll <laughs> go off for an hour That's and a like, half. Yeah, but I yeah. I got a question. So with, with, with all this talk about the development of vaccines for the coronavirus, do you think that the fear-mongering has been enough to convince anti-vaxxers to get the corona flu vaccine, uh, coronavirus Absolutely vaccine? Absolutely not. No. Not, not me. No? No. I, I, think there will, I think there will be people who will end up doing it Definitely. thinking it's that gonna they're going to die. It's going to be like die. the flu shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they come in, you know, like, you know, Agenda 2021 with like, you know, military suits forcing you to get a vaccine, I guess you don't have a fucking choice. I'm sure it'll be like, but Janet, how long does it take for a vaccine to be uh, ready for the market? Well, they've actually been working on the Corona vaccine since even back to 2015. Mm -hmm. They have been... Researching, but here's the thing that you need to know about the corona vaccine. Okay, the corona virus itself is a single stranded RNA virus. Do you know what RNA is? No. I know it's ribonucleic acid, but I have no idea what the fuck it does. Right. Okay, so it handles the protein synthesis, the messengering, and the gene coding for your DNA. Okay, so this virus is an RNA-based strand that actually can mutate and tell your DNA to not do things that it's already supposed to do. Your DNA is what makes up all your cellular makeup in your entire body. And so this RNA vaccine that they've come up with, they've been working on this RNA vaccine since 2015, Okay, since it's genetic material, it's RNA and DNA, where do you have to get that source from? You can't make something up if you don't have the components to make it, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you have to give in so your where, DNA. So where would they get wide collections of DNA Aborted samples babies? from? Like 23andMe or something like that? Exactly. Yeah, like Damn. ancestry yeah. sites. Okay, so they've been doing... The real broad collection swaths from the 23andMe, Ancestry.com. Which has blown up over the last few years, uh, right? All these other that are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Except now that they're talking about, oh, we think we have found this vaccine. There was a story in the news the other day that Ancestry and 23andMe are both in financial trouble now. Oh, wow. 
Because, see, when they first started studying this, they could only study the vaccine or the virus itself from people who had already passed away. But now they're getting so, live samples? But now they're I mean, getting live samples, and that's the only way that you can create this is to go through and get large collections of DNA. Well, I, I, I have Bill a piggyback on this. Yeah, so, Bob, ahead. you actually you retweeted this earlier yeah, today, yeah. and I was actually looking at it, the one from Seattle Times, yeah. where so the tweet is testing for the novel coronavirus will get a huge boost in the coming weeks as a project funded by Bill Gates and his foundation begins offering home testing kits that will allow people to swab their noses and send the samples back for analysis. That was today. Yeah, that was, that was earlier today. That's, that's insane. Bill Gates being involved in that. On, on that track, do you know who actually initiated the research into the coronavirus vaccine, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Yeah. Yep, that's why it's so insane. He gave thirty-five million dollars. Jesus. To this particular company back in 2015 to start working on this vaccine that's supposedly for the coronavirus, but they also have this same RNA virus vaccine that they're working on is for cancer as well. Now, do you want a vaccine that's going to give you cancer so that you can develop immunity to it? No, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I'm good on any of that. Yeah, I don't want anything cancer Yeah, I'm good. I don't, I don't even think I need a 0.5%. I don't know why I paused on that. I'm like, do I? <laughs> You're thinking about that? The marijuana. But yeah, yeah, it's wearing off right now. <laughs> but the coronavirus is not new. They actually discovered it in 1960. There are several different strands of the coronavirus, and the most severe is called MERS, and it is from the Middle East. That's Mm. why it's called MERS. Mm -hmm. SARS is the second deadliest, and that is a very common thing. We have SARS cases every year. I've taken care of SARS patients. And you have like bird flu here. too, right? And swine flu are the same thing. Bird flu, swine flu, rhinovirus, mm-hmm. rotavirus, novavirus. That's all the same thing. They're all in the same classification. So it's kind of like what we said about like renaming mercury something or renaming like, you know, uh, right. processed sugars, well, you know, with 40 different names, but it's all Janet, basically so the same. Janet, so I have a question so wait, for if you. The, if so, those are all strands of coronavirus, why are they calling this one coronavirus? Well, it's a type of coronavirus. But but here's the thing. The coronavirus is all the same thing. The coronavirus itself was named coronavirus because of the shape. When you look at it under a microscope, it looks like points on a crown. And so oh, these are all. Oh, now the we same can get thing. real deep. Oh, no. We're going to LeBron. Mm, Kyle Kuzma created the coronavirus. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question for Jen. And he just gave <laughs> LeBron the coronavirus. He just gave him corona. He's <laughs> got corona. Yo, so, Janet, when this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let Janet finish that. Was that right. the end of that, Janet, or was there something else on that? Okay, so each one of them has to be named something else every year they come through. So, think about. The swine flu, the bird flu. This year it's going to be novavirus, rotavirus. And there's a vaccine for all of those that they mm-hmm. always try to get you to give your kids. Mm-hmm. And the, so anytime they find a new mutated strand that's outside of the actual regular six uh-huh. that they've noticed, they give it a number. That's why like it's that's called. the COVID-19. That's COVID-19. the COVID-19, yeah. 
Huh. SARS has its own number. MERS has its own number. They they number all of them. So so it is odd that they're calling it just coronavirus, right? Like I mean, is is right because the coronavirus is just a type of viral right activity that you're going to find. So so basically, I guess the best way to explain it to try and comprehend it myself uh, as a lay is coronavirus is like cancer. And then these different strands would be breast cancer, lung cancer, like just different forms of that specific. Well, those attack different parts of the body. They do different things. Okay, so here's an example. Like you guys have heard of HPV, right? Because that's an that's a vaccine they want to give. Bob Bobby gave it to his lead singer. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Okay, so the. The By the way, can HP- we stop for a second? HPV, honestly, number one best disease ever created, history of the world. Basically, Wait, like men are, can are have. Are we ranking diseases? Uh, they, That's dude, a it's, hot take. It's, it, this is the Mike Trout of What's STDs. Number two? I want to know what it number two basically is like lays dormant in men, like nothing happens to us, and we can give it to chicks, and it fucks right. them up. Like, you, you it's are fucking the awesome. How is it's that the greatest. Awesome. The greatest. Awesome. I mean, listen, I, it's the greatest disease. Like, if there's going to be a disease that you want to get as a man, if you, it's definitely HPV. Like you know, no one even knows we have it. We're basically just like a like a carrier of it, and then it fucks everyone else up. Like it's, it's the best disease to have, I would say. It's the best disease. Oh if, you, if you needed to get a disease, I'm saying it's, All right, what's it's the Mike two? Trout. What's the Mike second Trout. best? Elephantitis of the penis. <laughs> Dude, trust me, I have that. It's not fun. <laughs> okay, Janet, I'm sorry to cut you off. Anyway, the HPV has like over 400 strands. And so it's the same thing as the coronavirus. Each time they find a new strand that mutates, uh-huh. it's a new number. So, yeah, and my aunt, you know, she got three of her children uh, the HPV vaccination. I want to say they were between the age of, like, 15 and 24, the three of them. And all three of them developed autoimmune disorders. I think one has mm-hmm. – is SIBO? Is that the correct thing? I don't know, some type of digestive ailment. Another person, you know, has, like, thyroid issues now, and the other one, you know – they all developed something after they took the HPV vaccine, like all three of them. And that's what took, like now my aunt is like on a fucking mission every single day. Like she's sending me articles all the time about this stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's like nothing is more determinating than a woman that's on a mission to save her child. And that's how I got all the information about my Crohn's disease was from this book I read called breaking the vicious cycle, which I recommend anybody to read. If you have, Crohn's or colitis or anything in that family, all it was was a dedicated grandmother who had a sick child who did her own research and found out that there were studies that were being hidden, like hidden from the public. And she's like, these studies have been out for 50, 60 years and nobody's talking about them. Why is that? And so then she inserts these studies in here and she's like, here's what you can do to help, you know, heal yourself. And why is this book not number one on the New York Times bestseller? I mean, it can cure all kinds of ailments. Nobody knows about this book. So, because it would kill the drug companies. Bingo. Yep. That's, so. that's what it all comes down to. It all comes down to the drug companies and being killed on this. So everyone knows what the coronavirus is, right? I don't think we need to explain that to anyone. Um, the perfect thing about doing this episode now is this is the first time, Kurt, we were at your uh, your birthday brunch yesterday. And it's all everyone at the table is talking about, right? So this is like rampant across America. Like all everyone's talking about. At your job, you get email after email. Yeah, they're canceling baseball games, canceling soccer games overseas. You know what they checked at my wife's school? They wanted to check that everyone had Wi-Fi at home in case they have to do all the classes from home. 
Yeah. People going to war in fucking Walmarts over toilet paper and shit and fucking selling Purell for $50 a gram. Like, you know, $109 for Purell. I wonder Purell. what Clorox stock looks like right now. Dude, like, how did we not all just stock the fuck dude. up on Purell? You know because we haven't seen this before. We haven't seen panic Janet, like where the fuck were before. you to tell us to stock up on Purell? Not to use, to sell. It, it, I think it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's all it fucking ridiculous. absolutely ridiculous. And here's the thing. I feel sorry for men because, unfortunately, coronavirus seems to be affecting men more. Uh, worst disease. And worst disease. Yeah, yeah, if HPV is number one, this is number last. Yeah. <laughs> number last. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but think of it in, the, in these kind of terms as far as number-wise goes. The flu... Just in the United States, every year, 200,000 people at least are hospitalized every year with the deaths. Depending Mm -hmm. on the strand of flu that comes through, the deaths from it can be anywhere from 3,200 to Mm 49,000 just in the United States. And you've seen this personally. You've seen all all these people. So I want to stop you there for a second, Janice, because I have... I hear all these people going, oh, the flu is worse than the coronavirus. The flu is worse than the coronavirus. Kills more people, blah, blah, blah. My theory, and it seems like coronavirus is pretty similar to this, is that those flu numbers are very exaggerated. And again, you know more about this than me, so I'm going to kick it over to you and see if I sound stupid in the bars when I say this. I obviously do. But I would assume that upwards of 70% of the people who are dying from the flu already had some other precondition or were infants right. with low immune systems or were you know old people with cancer who didn't die from the flu they they right. die from the common cold too their immune system's just so weak that it doesn't matter what they get they're going to die from it people don't die from cancer they die from a, a cold they got after having cancer an infection right. or something like that right so aren't these right. flu numbers just fucking completely exacerbated like i don't know any 30 year old or 40 year old who's ever died from the flu no and and it yeah, the coronavirus is a little bit different since it does attack your RNA and your yeah. and your DNA. Um, anybody that has diabetes, mm-hmm. uh, heart disease, uh, liver problems. What about smokers? Problems. Would smokers be more susceptible since it attacks your respiratory system? Um, are you prone to bronchitis? Are you prone no. to asthma? I really don't get Tons sick. I don't get infections. Everything. I don't get sick. I don't get STDs. I'm immune. Then no, I'm a fucking because superhero. if you're not... If you're not one of those people that has chronic bronchitis or a history of asthma or COPD or anything like that, it's not going to affect you any harder. Now, if you had lung cancer or any of those other problems, right. then yes. It so would what would happen you. to me if I got the coronavirus? Right, right now, I find out uh, there's been a case in Fort Lee, New Jersey, which isn't far from me. You may um, even not even have symptoms. So let's right. say, yeah. So how would this, because this is the... What people don't understand is you're listening to people on television and doctors who are fucking retards, okay? Right. Janet is more reliable than them. Well, for the, the simple fa- that's the no, thing. not they're re- the yeah, they're paid. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. They're, well, half of them are retards. Kurt, what about the fucking girl at the school that you were telling us about at brunch, the teacher who said, everyone just use Purell and you'll be fine, right? Yeah. And you got Trump telling everyone to get a flu shot and they'll be fine. Like, everyone's an idiot with this, right? But me and Ben touched on this a couple of minutes ago in the pre-show. What they're doing is causing mass panic because yeah. you hear well, three people died in Washington. You don't hear 19,000 didn't die in, like, China. Right. Okay, right. So, so let me ask deaths. this. Because the reason I think I would trust Janet's opinion on this more than anyone else is because Janet's also a conspiracy realist like the rest of us. 
and also has a tremendous background in this, obviously, with years and years of nursing and being on the vaccination boards and stuff like that. But a regular doctor, like let's say there's a, a physician or a or whatever, whatever in that field who's higher up than Janet, right? Has 10 extra years in the field, uh, is, is at a higher level than her, maybe even Janet's boss, right? What that fucktard's going to do is he's going to hear, okay, we should do A, let's do A. We shouldn't do B, don't do B. Janet, who's a conspiracy theorist, is going to go, no, fuck this. I'm going to take the knowledge I have, and I'm going to dig for hours and hours and hours and spend 200 hours trying to find out what the ulterior motive is, where this is coming from, if this is a bioweapon, if it's man-made. So I personally think your opinion has much more weight than a doctor who's being told what to say. Does that make sense? That's true. And a lot of of medical professionals do not read their stuff. So anytime they would come up with new drugs or new vaccinations or whatever, and they would bring them into our office, who is it that would read it? Was it the doctor? No. That would be me. Mm -hmm. So you're the one basically reporting, telling them. How many nurses feel the same way do you guys like talk in circles like hey i had this patient i've had all these patients they take these vaccines and then develop these symptoms or are y'all hush hush about it because fear of losing your job or or anything like getting written up well i worked in a teaching hospital and the nurses that i worked with we were all very much something's wrong here this is not right look at the you know percentage of increase in things that we're seeing after giving these vaccinations or whatnot but on a whole i think a lot of nurses and doctors and other medical professionals just don't educate themselves enough or look the other way because the government tells them that it's a great thing that they should be doing right because they're sheep like it doesn't matter how educated you are if you're a sheep you're a sheep like that's just what it is i mean look at kurt like kurt does conspiracy podcasts on fluoride We've talked right. about the fluoride <laughs> no, stare. I, I take native He's toothpaste. Actually, set, right. And you don't even use fluoride in your own toothpaste, right? That's right. And you've done, you've talked about, we've exchanged the term fluoride stare numerous right. times. And he's still fucking trusting some stupid doctor because they said your kid needs to take fluoride pills. Like, no, so, I don't trust the doctor. Are you letting your kids take fluoride pills? Right now, I'm still fighting it, though. Well, no, and you're losing, so you're trusting them. Because guess yes, what? I if that was losing. my fucking kid, either well, you're a cuck. Or you're fucking stupid. So pick well, a lane. That's the problem. My wife trusts the doctor. You're either like you're either gonna you're either than... gonna be like poor Greg over there, who's probably a wonderful guy watching Bobby try to fuck his wife, or yeah, you're just stupid. <laughs> yeah. well, here's, so pick a lane. here's the other thing I want to say is that uh, you know you like I like to trust people who have boots on the ground. So for like in hospitals, nurses, boots on the ground, they're the ones that see all the patients. They're the I ones trust that a nurse more than a doctor. Right. Uh, uh, any day uh, the military, week. trust the troops. They see everything. They're right. on the action. Remember I always said trust the janitor of a, of a school yep. or of a building? Why? They clean up everything. They see what happens in the bowels of the buildings and of the schools, and they, they see everybody firsthand. So if you want my honest opinion, I would uh, easily trust a nurse over a doctor. And the second thing, I don't know about y'all, but as I get older, a lot of my friends are sliding into these professions, and I'm like, wait, that's my buddy Derek who I tripped LSD with at a fish concert. Right, exactly. Now he's flying yeah. fucking planes. I so did like, fucking ecstasy with the person who was analyzing my mom's blood clot exactly. in the hospital so this literally right. happened like that i used to do e like, with this kid at a rave i'm like yeah. what and, and and you know like so like you know my friend's a doctor and i went up to her and i, and I told her like all these holistic you know routes i'm taking i was like do you know anything about 
dietary restrictions. She's like, no, no, no. You know, like, they're brainwashed. So, I'm, they're institutionalized. It, the thing is, it's, it's it's directional institutional learning. So, I mean, they didn't take dietary classes or like how to right. heal through diet or anything like that. And I don't blame them. She's and very they don't good do anything. Like Janet said, they don't do it, dude. The best part about being a doctor is everyone works for you. Right. right. Like everyone does all this shit for you. Like they don't do anything. They just walk in and it's almost like a CEO, right? Like yeah. you walk in and you get briefed by your team. All right, let's do this. There, and there's you know, also and then, there's also the executors. Like when I worked at a doctor's office, they had drug reps coming in every day buying lunch for these doctors pushing their pills. So, I mean, there are kickbacks involved. There are absolutely there right. are. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, but that's the easiest way to look at this, right? If we're all healthy, doctors are out of business. The more sick right. we are, the more they yeah. need. Sickness so, is obviously, business. Money's in they the want to have everyone panic over. No, that's, 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 I always say that when I talk about like hospitals and doctors, a sickness is business. If yeah. if you get rid of the sickness, then that's all your business but um that's why you don't cure it you treat it. yeah treating there's, treating is repeat customers but there's so much to talk about coronavirus and we haven't talked about any of it right yeah so uh, let, let's get back <laughs> i want to get to my question because this is a very important question that everyone wants to know so back to the question i just asked if i do con uh contract the coronavirus right one what would i start to notice where i'd be like oh fuck i have this thing and then two what are the what are the chances of anything bad happening to me, Janet? Coughing, sneezing, fever. So basically the same thing as a regular cold, right? Yeah, basically the same symptoms, and that's why you don't even number know if the numbers that they're reporting are accurate. Because if I got the sniffles, I'd be like, I'm not going to the doctor. Right. You know, I'm stay home. And, you know, you're probably going to have very mild symptoms. That's right. what it is. It has very mild symptoms. You probably are not going to have, you know, anything major happen to you as long as you don't have any underlying health problems. Okay, so, this so what ties would be, into what, how, uh, hold, on, hold on, before, how much different than the flu? So I get diagnosed with coronavirus. I'm going to probably survive it. The mortality rate of anyone under the age of 70 is like 98%, right? Like right. no one's dying under fucking 70 years old. So, but what, is it going to last longer? Is it going to come back? Is it going to be, like, what is, how is it worse than the flu? I don't think they know right now if it could come back or not. But let me say from my standpoint, if it's mm. something that's attacking your RNA and your DNA makeup, that's something that can always lay dormant in your body. Right, and can and can reappear at another time. Yeah, my biggest fear with the coronavirus would be giving it to my mom. Right, like it's not. Right. I'm not worried about myself. Like I'll be fine. I'm a fucking superhero. But you know, it would be giving it to your grandparents, giving it to your mom, infecting an adult, you know, an older person who you're near and stuff like that. So, so you believe that this is completely 100 percent overblown? Absolutely. Okay, and Ben. So uh, on the vaccine for this, real quick. So is that why no one should get the vaccine for this? Because it could live in your body for the next 20, 30 years? I personally so wouldn't because of that and because of information I've been reading lately that through that same company that somebody got millions and millions of dollars for back in 2015, um, they're also trying to work in a sterility element in this vaccination Okay. Yeah, don't get me started on that shit. So, They're gone. No, go. Explain. Okay, so, and this is coming from a person that is a huge supporter of population control. He's made right. public statements about population control. And the vaccine that they're working on in their laboratory testing 
has a sterility element in it, so I would not I would not get it. Okay, so this is this is huge because so obviously the conspiracy theory behind this uh, we talked about this a little bit on the Tripoli podcast is this is a man-made bioweapon. I'm going to tell you a story that I told on that podcast again. But this is a man-made bioweapon. Are we all in agreement of that? Yes. Yes. Okay. And this is there's this proof of this, right? Was it Bill Gates was we were just talking about like was talking about this and the biggest thing for me that was the deal sealer uh, was one of my friends who Kurt you know, but I'm not going to name his name because I don't want to give up his source. But Bad one luck. of his uh no, not Ben. But one <laughs> of his um very very close friends is a very high-end doctor who's on the New Jersey hazmat team uh one of the top physicians in the whole state of New Jersey he's actually on the team of 25 people that travels with the presidents right so like when Obama comes to New Jersey when he was in office when Trump comes to New Jersey now he would be one of the 25 people selected to travel with the president in case anything happens so right there you know this dude's big time right like you're not picking just anyone to do that and he's on the hazmat team in New Jersey the uh I forget what the official name of it is. He got sent out to Nebraska five months ago on an emergency mission, and there was people from all over the country there, and they were doing this high-end, full-blown training where he had to stay out there for a couple weeks on this new bioweapon, which they were afraid China was going to release to attack and kill their own people and Americans. And it was basically looked at as like a nuke, like a, a nuke in China, and it was this coronavirus. They didn't name it that. They didn't call it that. But all the symptoms were almost identical to this. It attacks your DNA. It attacks your respiratory system, et cetera, et cetera. So five months ago, and the funny thing is he mentioned a few months ago, a couple months ago, that people were being held in Nebraska. The first cases of coronavirus that got found were being taken to Nebraska. I guess there's some fucking lab there, probably some level four lab out in Nebraska or some shit. And now we're getting reports and we're reading around saying that this shit has been going on for months. And he believes that this actually leaked whether it was intentionally dropped or whether someone just got contaminated in Wuhan and they knew about it, so they sent everyone out. But he says this has been going on for months and months, and uh, we're just basically, they're just releasing it now because it got too big to ignore, and they're blaming it on this food market. So I, I, that just, we all know this is a bioweapon. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. why quarantine a city of 55 million people if there were only 10 deaths and it's just some you know standardized, uh, you know, formation of you know like another flu or something like that you know yeah so down this is definitely there's definitely some like population control element to it especially since it started in china and don't forget there's been a ton of revolts and protests and and activism going on because of the whole hong kong thing and that's been happening since towards the end of last year so now you have all these countries that are starting to ban large gatherings. You have France doing it, China doing it. So now they're not gathering to protest against the government like they've been doing for months. Is France you have, it right now? Yeah, that yeah. just happened they today. They just yeah. that? Because that's been going on for like almost they, a year. They, no, France banned gatherings of more than 1,000 wow. people due to coronavirus. That happened today. Then you have Italy locking down and quarantining uh, close to 17 million people. You have Saudi Arabia closing down all their schools and universities across the entire kingdom. And so you have all of these things that are banning the gathering of people in the areas where a lot of people were protesting corrupt governments. So I, I think you have that. And then when you add in the fact that China, Korea, and Iran are some of the ones that are being hit the hardest, I think that's definitely something interesting to tie in with Iran getting completely 
butt-fucked by the U.S. over the past <laughs> few months that a, people, a lot of people don't know. There's been a lot of attacks on Iran that people aren't aware of. And then the last thing that just started happening today is Saudi Arabia is completely gouging their prices. They're com- uh, not, not gouging, sorry. They're completely uh, depressing their prices for oil. So they're dropping oil by 20 to 30%, and it's, it's crashing the oil market right now, and specifically Russia and Iran. So it's, it's very interesting about all these um, geopolitical war games that are being played that are really being passed off as something else. I mean, I think the biggest factor in all this, which we all know, first of all, it coincidentally started happening right as all the protests and, every, and riots and everything were going on in China. So that's shady enough right there. Yep. But China and America also have a huge problem. I used to talk about this when I was running my stock trading classes. As far as the old people and the amount of people who are going to be collecting Social Security and all that, like, we can't afford it. Like, we've been talking about this for decades in America. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are we going to do when all the baby boomers retire and start living off the government? We don't have anything to... We're going to go broke. We're going to be done. And China has an even bigger population problem, as they know, with like a billion point something people. So the funny thing, Janet, with this thing, that it's intensively attacking old people, all the people who are going to be collecting Social Security. If you're going to eliminate a portion of your population, that's the group you want to wipe out, right? Like, Because they're useless at that point. Once you pass 70 from a financial standpoint, they're useless. All they're doing is eating off the fat of the land. You're still working at 40, 50, 60 even 70 nowadays. So, I mean, you look at countries like Australia, who has the best immigration policies in the world, you can't even get in Australia to move in there as a resident if you're over 55. Like, they won't even let you in. You have to, like, fill out an aptitude test and show that you're bringing in business and you're going to be productive to the country and this, that, and the other thing. So if you are going to wipe off a portion of population, the old people are the people to do it, and this is the perfect virus to fucking start spreading, right? Right. So here's my question. Is... And I always talk about the Hegelian dialectic where you create fear, right? You create some type of psyop, whether it's a real or fake event, creates fear, and then you install whatever it is, whether it's an authoritarian government, whether you're hurting people so that you can implement population control or vaccines or stop protests, whatever the end result is, the first drive is to install fear into the populace so that it breaks down you know, their will to protest. So that way mm-hmm. they'll, they'll basically bend over and just say, okay, right, fine, right. we'll take your vaccines. We'll stop protesting all stuff. So my question is, and, and, and I always look at this too. If the liberals are freaking out over it, I'm sorry. If the left is freaking out over it, if it's over mainstream media, they're like coronavirus. If you go with nothing. the exact opposite is true, then you're generally right most of the time. So yeah. to I me, actually have a, a couple of points. Well, I got two final points on this, and one ties in directly to that. Yeah. And Kurt mentioned it earlier. In the pre-show, I, I brought up that the the way that they're tracking these numbers and how they're, you know, there's tweets every day, oh, one death here, two deaths there. If they were tracking that publicly the way that the normal flu is with that rate, people would be panicking every single day forever. Right. What about heart of, disease? You know? Yeah. yeah right. well, I know what you're well, I'm just talking you about... You notice they're not is, really publicizing. Yeah. They're mentioning it. They're not really publicizing the age ranges which are dying. Right, right. Like, it's easy to find if you look for it, and you'll see it on an occasional broadcast. But every report should be what age the people that died were. If 500 people died in this city last month, it should say... Uh, 470 of them were over the age of 85. Like, yeah, it, I agree. Well, they also never I actually have those the numbers. I so, have the numbers of the death rate. So 80, 80 years old plus, it's about 15% chance of death. 70 to 79 is 8%. 60 to 
60 to 69 is almost 4%, and then everything after that is one or lower. So right. there, there's your eugenics program. There's your population right. control. Let's start with the old people. So another thing a lot of people don't know is that in, in the summer of, of last year, 2019, that China implemented like a mandatory uh, immunization program, forcing like everybody to receive vaccinations. So you have that, and then you have this corona breakout, right, which to me it almost seems like the actual breakout itself is a psyop. I think the vaccination is the bioweapon. And that's what Janet just said yeah. about – yeah. The, which I want to get into in a minute, but finish your point, Bob. Okay, so, you know, and this is a, a theory that actually got brought to me, and, and originally, like, I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, but it got brought to me by two people, two separate people that didn't know each other, uh, my buddy Brian, BJC, and this other guy named uh, Damian Fry, who I've been talking to a lot on uh, on Twitter. They were like... I was going to say, you... I know Damian from Twitter. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay, so, yeah, yeah. you know, they were like, do you know anything about the connection between coronavirus and 5G? And I was like... No, but I, I know the harmful effects of 5G. 5G is f- fifth generation cellular network system, right? And so, you know, I've always talked about how I'm big on vibrational frequencies and altering mm-hmm. frequencies, brain manipulation, things like that. 5G has had real, like, like lengthy studies that have been suppressed about the harmful side effects to guess what? Stuff like DNA. I mean, like the radiation and the EMF frequencies are really strong with 5G. So basically, like, you're, if you're a human, you're like a walking, like, antenna. And so the 5G frequency, and you're seeing stuff like birds dropping out of the sky in random places, like right. 10,000 birds at one time. And so Locusts a lot that. of mm-hmm. these, these cases where there's mass, uh, you know, mass panic, like Wuhan, is one of the epicenters of the rollout of 5G technologies. And so you're seeing a lot of places that are beginning the 5G rollout are, ha- are, are having this coronavirus problem. There's a, there's a correlation between the two. And so the theory is that the 5G technology is almost like a microwave. And the vaccines that are putting the heavy metals inside of your body are almost serving as like a catalyst. Like, I mean, what happens if you throw metal in a microwave? I did it three days ago and what it happens? started sparking. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, these people are sparking. You know, they're throwing up blood, whatever immune disorders they had from the vaccinations or whatever. The 5G is amplifying it. So the psyop is to create a coronavirus to distract from the 5G technology. Because what happens if information gets out that this new technology is harmful to animals, is harmful to humans, and it's going to be a global grid system? They already have it set up. This is your big brother. This is your one world government and your one world all-seeing eye that's looking over you this is the new world Mm -hmm. order is you're gonna have smart phones you're gonna have smart refrigerators smart houses smart cars smart cities right and everybody's gonna everyone's gonna be interconnected they're gonna know what you take out of your refrigerator so if you find out that this microwaving technology is going to be harmful to you then what they're going to hide it through a psyop and i think coronavirus it's very possible that this is the fear panic um, in order to push for the vaccinations, it could be a distraction, but also, you know, you couple it with population control. Because the goal with these guys is to get the population down to 500 million. That's kind of the goal where they're, where they're going with everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, and there was one more thing. I'll, I'll go, but I don't know if y'all heard about that cruise ship um, that had like, it had like 600, 500, 600 Japanese people. Uh, and they were reported streaming in 5G on the cruise ship. Um, and at like a specific frequency, I think it was like 60 gigahertz or 60 hertz, like a specific low frequency. Um, and uh, they contracted it. 
So like you're you're seeing a correlation between five G technology and people you know coming down with uh, the coronavirus. At least with like places that have been quarantined have had like you know high mortality rates and stuff like that. So it's an interesting rabbit hole and it, it has legs because Janet and I were even talking about it. Like even in our city, dude, they are erecting five G towers everywhere. If, if you even just, just drive around your town, if you don't know what a 5G tower looks like, just look it up. I mean, you can put it on a lamp post, you can put it on a pole, anything you want. And I was driving 10 minutes away from my house, like in rural, like outside of my town, and there was just a 5G pole in the middle of the freaking woods, just sticking out of it. And um, they're all over the place now, and I'm starting to see more getting erected. And it's, it's a really interesting rabbit hole uh, when you look at it, because... Once that system is in place, there's really no return. There really isn't. And so that, to me, there's a lot of money at stake. There's a lot of powerful companies at stake. There's a lot of corporations at stake that will be affected financially, too, if, if you know information gets out that 5G is a dangerous technology. So Bob, real quick, I just got my Galaxy S20 5G phone two days ago. Yeah, so you're already fucked. Yeah, you're yeah Bob, that's an interesting point um, that well, I didn't think you're about. You're fucking probably eating fluoride for dinner anyway. So, <laughs> so what, Bob, what you said about the uh, the metals um, and like the amplifying and stuff—that's what the chemtrails are. It's all like um, you know, yeah. f- uh, particle-sized uh, metals that are being dropped on us. So that's that's definitely an interesting uh, rabbit hole to go down there. But the, um, Janet, I, I Janet did, you were go ahead. The, Janet, I was, what I was Janet, gonna say to Jan is that the key yeah. thing is the DNA manipulation, and I know you talked about with all all the the you know, the coronavirus and the vaccinations having RNA manipulators in it. Right. The, the yeah, sterilization have... part, Janet, is this something? So what, what is causing that? Cause that makes total sense. Cause usually they do something like this so that they can, you know, you ever hear of companies? I mean, I, I, I learned this in business when I was younger and stuff and you see it with certain apps. Some people create an app or a thing so that they can sell the combat of that thing. Right. Like, right. if I was going to create a stalking app, right, like where you could stalk your girl, uh, the whole goal of that might be to create the app that I'm going to charge for. And I make that free. I create another app that I charge four ninety nine a month for, which actually can block my stalking app, right? So I get the stalking app to spread. People start to freak out, and then they all pay five bucks for the fucking blocker so of the stalking the app. create the virus, then the cure. Right, exactly. So the cure, this is what you're saying. You're talking about the sterilization, and I think that's the biggest part of this. It's going to be a very big part of it. And and like I said, they're already working on putting that in the vaccination. And it's coming from the person that spouts population control 24-7. So, so explain that. Like, what's, what, what is he saying? Like, what's, what's the full, full breakdown? Uh, the sterility element that they're trying to work into that, of course, is also RNA, DNA linked. It's genetics, so they they can put because they have so many samples of everyone's DNA from all over the world that they've been collecting. They can find people that are actually sterile. They can code that on a gene sequence, select just that particular part, and that's the part that they're going to clone, for lack of better terminology. Uh-huh. And that and that is exactly what they what they're going to use to put in that vaccination. So what's your take on all this cloning and all this shit? Do you think it's going on? Like, how rampant is it? Like, where are we going with the the cloning itself? Do I think it's going on? Yes, I do. I think um, 
Antarctica. Antarctica. <laughs> I think it's a cloning site. Uh-huh. I do. I Ooh. think it oh, is. Oh, we should have had you on last week. Ah, that right. It is a laboratory. Um, it's also going to be a very large, like, arc for elite people to live in. Well, that's yes, what uh, Nowhere's Ark actually is, right? It was Ooh, a collection right. of DNA. It wasn't the actual taking two elephants, two giraffes, and right. putting them on a, a boat. It's the actual DNA storage, right? Right, and they're already doing that. Oh, we're anyway, going into aliens. There, Let's do this. There's already a, a large, very large Ark that they built. Right, we yeah. have that right now. So, it's so, in, so, uh, so, so go, on, go on about yeah. this, Janet. I've heard about this, but a lot of listeners probably haven't. Okay, so it... I can't remember exactly where it was at, but it's huge, absolutely huge. And it's this big ship that they built. They've spent countless millions of dollars on this already. It's got a laboratory on board. It's got, you know, all these scientific areas. There's pods on board for the scientists and and the whole nine yards. Where is this? I'm trying to remember where this. Is it like Scandinavia? Yeah, it's somewhere like that, and it's so protected. Like no matter what happens to this earth, like a bunch of seeds, like every seed possible. You know. Yeah, it's all in that storage. Yeah, yeah. Is it like vault something? I don't know. I think I remember reading about it on on uh, WikiLeaks. I actually saw a show about that, and I can't remember where they ancient aliens parked at, but it's huge. Yeah. And what are they saying it's for? Probably like post-apocalyptic, right? Yeah, like if something happens. We right. could live on at another planet Bro, I'm or whatever. Out right now. <laughs> can I say? Can I throw many times? You know how many? If you guys only knew how many, many times drugs. a week <laughs> I hear I hear that from Bobby. Janet, do you hear that all the time from him too? Like when he starts to like doubt his whole existence and life and self. Like, well, what the fuck is going on? Well, can I? Look, all right, you, I'm gonna do a quick movie. This will take two seconds, but it stars yeah. your girl Meryl Streep. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Right. Uh, it's Definitely. called The Giver. And it's about a post-apocalyptic society where everything is controlled by the elite, including thought, okay? Uh, Babies are created genetically, okay? Uh, They sterilize the people through vaccinations every day, and they do not have knowledge about the previous society. The weather is controlled, and they're not allowed to go out through a specific area, which is basically kind of similar to, like, the Truman Show, right? Uh And so they have people policing each other. Now, here's the other cool thing. It's not cool, but this is part of the movie, (laughs) is that secret knowledge is passed down to only one person who's selected through the community of guess what like collegiate collegiate students so as soon as you graduate they assign you a job and they choose one person that they think you know can handle this secret information and they give them the knowledge of what the previous world was like okay and so the whole story is around this guy who has this knowledge and then guess what he does he turns on you know the people that pass it to him and he's trying to like enlighten all his friends now i want to watch Oh no, I'm not going to spoil the end, but Is it a good movie? It's a good uh, it's a shitty movie, but it, it has <laughs> like if you want to like look at it from like a you know, scientific research. From a conspiracy side. Yeah, from a conspiracy side, it is a good movie because it, it talks about vaccinations, weather control, manipulation, you know, possible flat earth or maybe just your world isn't what you think it is. It's what, you know, has been educated to you and indoctrinated you from the top down. It has all these different philosophies. It has secret society philosophies and one world government societies. So, and it's also post-apocalyptic. So, the if, funny thing is when people like 
try to dispute the one world government? Like, they, do they realize the Bilderberg Group is a real thing? Like, these are just real meetings that happen with all the elites from all over the world, like China, Saudi Arabia, all that, where they meet once a year in this undisclosed location where reporters aren't allowed in. Like, people don't realize that this is, like, it's, it's happening. I mean, fucking I George, Bush, George Bush said New World Order in a speech. I mean, it's yeah. like out there. Oh, they showed a clip of it. He said New World Order uh, was something like over 50 times during his presidency. And yeah. this is senior we're talking and about. And fucking Ron Paul senior. was exposing. Ron Paul is the most brilliant politician I've ever seen in my mind. He was exposing it all and was getting death threats because he was exposing the Bilderberg group and how all these elites were... And on this scheme to fucking... That's why he's anti-government, libertarian. That's why Ron Paul is like the god of the world to libertarians. Because he's anti-government because he knows what's coming. This old batshit fucking brilliant guy. When you saw him in the debates three or four years ago and then eight years ago, he was... No one would ever debate Ron Paul. They wouldn't go near him and they wouldn't let him talk. And the thing he kept... Always anti-government, no government, no government, no government... Because he knows what's going on. He knows they're trying to take well, over the world. That's why he became a meme. Like, you know, you ever typed in it's happening into a game? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's exactly. happening. It's it, a picture well, you might of as Ron well Paul. Write, you might as well change the words and write the storm is coming. Well, yes. Yeah, so no, it's, that's, like, that's the, it's like Ron Paul saying, I knew about Maybe he's Q. Ago. Maybe Ron Paul is Q. Oh, dude. That's <laughs> <Don't laughs> actually pretty good. Don't do this to me. Not now. Mind blown. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, we got to wrap this up in a few minutes. But Janet, anything else you would like to share with us, whether it's about coronavirus or your thoughts on anything else? I have no thoughts. Janet, how deep do you think this goes as far as global elite or how deep do you think this coronavirus thing is like or just in general? What do you think? And is this the first of many or is this going to be the one that's like, how much is this really going to spread? I think that this is probably one of the last ops that they're going to try because nothing else has worked. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to do something that's going to bring down the stock market, cause Mm -hmm. a global panic. You know, oh, my God, that's the only way you can not elect Trump. Right. Is when you when you create all of this chaos around the everything. And I think this is the last time that they're going to try it for now because I think patriots are in control. And I think I think this is gonna get squashed. Okay. So you think and then what's the next step? Like what they're gonna they're not gonna stop trying, are they? They're just gonna throw their hands up and give up? Well, no. Or do you think now we're looking at like now we're getting into like civil war and nuclear war type levels? Seems like a hail mary, man. Seems like almost a hail mary. This is the this is the hail mary pass because they've already started reversing all of the new world order plans for us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think this is the last thing that they have right now, and I'm sure it was already known ahead of time, just like everything is. Where they already know what they're going to do. So I think this is the last op right now because, you know, elections coming up. Well, they have to, right? This this is the perfect storm, right? They get to tank the stock market because we know Trump's running on the economy. So they get to tank the stock market. Trump's big weakness was that he defunded a lot of the programs, right? Like, Mm -hmm. isn't that that one of the biggest things? Who's Trump been coming after for the last three years? China. Right. He's been going after China. He's been right. defunding medical programs. Everyone's saying if Trump didn't defund these programs, we'd be able to handle the coronavirus better. 
So they basically took a shot by finding his one two Achilles his one Achilles heel and his one strength, and they said we're going to attack the Achilles by putting a disease out because that's the last thing he needs because he really can't argue that he's defunded a lot of this stuff, whether it was right or wrong. And they're going to go after his biggest strength, which is the economy and tank the stock market. The problem is they're putting up a fucking senile pedophile with dementia to fucking compete against him. So that that's what makes it fucking all comical. But I think we're going to have an absolute civil war before the election, before November. I think these Bernie supporters, like Project Veritas said, if Bernie doesn't win the nomination, which he definitely won't, um, they're going to fucking riot and fucking start burning down streets and cities and schools and shit like that. With what, though? Like, they're fucking anti-gun, dude. Like, dude. They're all the fucking same kids that fucking, when they get fired from Foot Locker, fucking want to commit suicide. Like, these kids don't. <laughs> they'll start fucking running around with tiki torches and fucking lighting buildings on fire. Like No what? tiki torches. They're going to use rubber bands. Oh, okay. <laughs> rubber bands. Yeah, they're going to have fun. a Civil War rubber band fight out in the street. They will not fight. use plastic straws, though. We know that. That's there right. No plastic straws. But, uh, guys, anyone else have anything you wanted to uh, share or kick in before we wrap this up? No, I, I would just – I would research a 5G technology and see what you think about that. And, and, I'll let you know how it goes, Bob. Yeah, I know yeah. you won't. And keep in well, mind, guys, this, we'll, we'll be going deeper. <laughs> Hopefully, Kirk can fucking drop off so I can take care of his children and Watch take the, the fluoride. Game. Take the fluoride out of their fucking mouths. It'll be the best thing never happened to my niece. And yeah, nephew. wait until you're married and you got to tell your wife you you're smarter I'm than a dentist. You think I'm getting married? Unless I find a girl – who knows sports, accepts conspiracy theories, and understands that we need to have threesomes twice a month for me to survive as a man. I am never fucking getting married. So try, if I try find Christian that Mingle. Woman, what's up? Sounds like Christian Mingle might work for you. <laughs> yeah. So if I find that girl, lady, if you're listening, female out there, I'm your man. But until then, I will be single forever. Hope that you drop dead after hearing the fluoride story, and then I'll be able to take care of your beautiful children. Uh, and take the fluoride out of their mouths so they survive because you're literally killing try again the intelligence tonight. of my niece and nephew. I'm going to try again tonight and see what happens. Try again what? To convince her that we need to uh, get rid dude, of it. You fucking cuck. Grab your dick it's and fucking just say I'm a yeah, man. No, no. It's hard when you're fighting a dentist. Oh, my God. Kurt, it's you're, not. You're you just say no. Yeah, let her talk to Janet. Why don't you get Janet on the phone with her? Wait, can we ask Janet about <laughs> random yeah. ailments we have? Yeah, I mean, we can if you want to go four hours. Ben already dropped off. In Ben's case you already didn't done. Notice. Yeah, I think no, Ben's, Ben's gone. Is he he's gone? Literally gone. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Ben's jamming. <laughs> he's gone. He didn't even say goodbye. He just fucking left. No, he tried to. The second he was about to say it, you cut him off, and then he tried again, and you cut him off again. <laughs> <laughs> I know he had a hard stop. I was so. laughing at him in the text chain. <laughs> yeah, he didn't just quit. Yeah, I had to turn my phone off because it was ringing through the computer. But I. Didn't, so, so Bobby, did you have an ailment you'd like to hit? This isn't the last time Janet okay, should be honest. So we'll yeah, I got an ailment. So plenty. she knows I have Crohn's disease. Janet, do you think there's a correlation between Crohn's disease and the drastic increase in vaccinations? Or the fact that I had fucking 50 shots in me before the age of eight? Yes, I do. Okay. So what anybody, other? Yeah, go ahead. What other conspiracy theory would you have related to the medical industry? Is there something else you think that you would... You maybe you do differently than most people would do, or that you would warn people against, or you know, kind of like the vaccine thing, how you don't vaccinate people. Is there anything else out there that you think we should dig into on a rabbit hole for another podcast? Oh, there's a lot of things. I'm gonna have to think about that. It, I, dude, I hate when that happens. When there's so many things you can't narrow it down know. to one. That I'm happens to me all the time. Going. I'm like, there's a million. I don't know. And then when you get <laughs> off, the second we log off, you're gonna be like. Oh, AIDS is fake. This is the, what, what about what about Magic Johnson? Do you have a take on Magic Johnson? How he had AIDS and then it just disappeared? Like, is there 
I mean, we, we obviously know there's a cure for AIDS, right? <clears throat> you want my honest opinion? No, 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 we don't. No, I want you to lie to me. Lie to me. Lie to me, baby. Lie to me. Tell me how big my cock is. Lie to me. I'm going to let y'all go. Okay. It is the biggest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. What? Yeah, see? You're a great liar. See, I did lie to you. Both. (laughs) So what was your your honest opinion? I've seen bigger anyway. (laughs) Not from Bobby. (laughs) No, what? not from Bobby. <laughs> not from Bobby. Poor Bob. I miss Ben. Can I just say that real quick? I miss him. You didn't quick even realize update. he was My gone. My kids are actually taking their fluoride pills right now. Oh, God. Stop it. Stop the madness. Because they're brushing their teeth, followed by the fluoride pill. Well, I think, think about how ridiculous that is. Can you get Georgia on the phone with Janet? Janet, would you be willing to talk to my brother's wife? It would take live, a dentist. Live on air. <laughs> well, no. What if we just say she doesn't listen to a podcast? What if no. we say Janet is like the fucking head of dentistry at Harvard University? Well, I've been oh, planting don't seeds. Me to Harvard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of true. bad stuff comes out of Harvard. Yeah, you don't want to say she Harvard. doesn't know that. She's not a conspiracy theorist. Oh. She wouldn't know. She wouldn't know that. His wife, Kurt. You got to. No. You got to take care of this. But anyway, I'm going to work on it. Right. I'll give updates we'll weekly. We're, we're falling apart. We're falling off the rails here. So <laughs> let's shut this down, Janet. Thank yes. you for coming on. We will have you on again very shortly. We will continue to communicate. I am now following you. Um, you pr- actually now are in the running for co-host of the year. See? So you- yes, I'm awesome. She- I told you I was going to be the hero. I mean, I knew it. And and honestly, I'm praying that you beat Bobby and Kurt for co-host of the year. I, th- no, I think I- we got to take Janet off the practice squad, and somebody else has got to get down. I mean, we don't have enough. Oh no, that's the whole plan. Yeah, Janet's going to be coming on more often, and we're going to leave Kurt off. Yeah, I like that. That's idea. all right. Good luck getting your show out more than once a year. <laughs> 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 Kurt, you can hold the clipboard like every. It'll be a. Order. It'll be a great episode. It'll be a great episode every once a year. We'll be able to cover everything. And do a yeah, 57-hour episode. Six-hour episode. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, if we do two-hour and 20-minute episodes, then it's almost like doing two, right? You listen to the first half, and then you listen yeah, to the second half. Yeah, but it's not a two hours and 20 minutes for us because you fuck up all the time. This is two recordings. We've oh, yeah, we've been doing it. I've been like up since, yeah. 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, like 2 o'clock we've been working on this, about 8 o'clock right now. So it takes about six hours. <laughs> Then it'll take Rusty some time to edit it, and then I'll have to go and fucking do all the promotion around it. Kurt will make a video. Yeah, it's a it's a whole day process. But uh, Janet, thank you for coming on. Uh, you can find Janet on Twitter at Deplorable Janet D E P L O R A B L E for a lot of our stupid listeners who don't know how to spell Deplorable at Deplorable Janet. Um, give her a follow. She's already got more followers than Bobby and Kurt combined, which is awesome. So, uh, and we're going to have you back a bunch of times, Janet, <laughs> yeah. for this stuff. So you're going to be our inside source, and you're probably going to get harassed with people uh, tweeting at you nonstop. Oh, you're going to get so many dudes sliding <laughs> into and those dudes, DMs. So many of these dudes, like the second they heard you say cock and stuff like that, these are like oh, and then you're fat, pimply-faced nerds yeah. in the and fucking... here comes the dick pics. Yeah, you're yeah. going to be getting fucking dick pics <laughs> left Guys, right. take a break from DMing Bob, and now DM deplorable Janet. I think get, like, I think disease it's... dick pics, and you think, like, is anything wrong yeah. with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's just that, tiny. That's what we do. We classify them at my house because I get so many. Do you really social media? You do right. Like, do you get dick pics? I do, I do, and I'll I'll show them to my husband, and and he's like, "Well, put put this one in that category, and we'll put this one in that category." Like folders for him. Like we like group. This one's curved. This one's non How many do you get a week? Would you say? How many? How many dick pics? Yeah, like like a month or a year. 
Oh my. Really? That Does many? every girl Here's get this question. question? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, oh. it is. Yeah, it's, when they send these dick pics. It's so much different being a woman because Are they, they don't even, a lot of times they don't even like message before. Say anything. Just like, send the dick. Hey, just there. what's up? I'll just open it and I'm like, dick. oh, okay, well that. That's a surprise. Hello. Does that ever there. work? I just want to know if that ever works. <laughs> yeah, does that ever work? <laughs> does it ever work? No. I mean, it just well, gives it gives me stuff to giggle about. Well, so. here's the thing. Here's my theory on that. Um, it, it's the same thing as when construction workers whistle, right? Like most people look at it and go, "Why the fuck? Like when has that ever worked?" And I've had a theory my whole life, and I explain this to girls all over. It has to only work once ever. I can't imagine for a guy. it ever works. For a guy to do anything, because we're all fucking brain dead and we think what our dick. <laughs> if it worked once, so at some point in these people's lives, they must have sent a dick pic to maybe like some slut or some girl, and she went, hey, what's up? Nice dick. And then that opened the door and he ended up fucking her. If that works once, it doesn't matter if it doesn't work the next 5,000 times. You're still you're just looking for <laughs> that do one. do it anyway. Yeah, so. and, you know, what do I got to lose? You're never going to talk to me anyway. So when these construction workers whistle at chicks, it must have worked once. So you've it like had the, to have worked once. You have like the John Starks philosophy of dating where it's like, fuck it, I'm going to throw up 23. Yeah. One of these things is going to Shoot gonna to get in. hot, shoot to stay hot, right? <laughs> yeah, like, just, just that, that, that's, that's your philosophy about yeah, it. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. I got one more question about dick pics. Do they send like, <laughs> is it is it full hard? Is it like three-quarter chub? Oh, or that's is it a good soft? question. Like, what, like you get like a wide range. I'm trying to think like, what's that? Uh, like, what's yeah, the who, like, dick pics? I've, we've had all the above come. Like, why would like, you send like a shriveled, flaccid dick? As a dick oh. pic. I mean, if it's a nice dick, then maybe. Okay, well, here's the thing. Um, there are some males that like Showers. you to, to shame them and tell them oh. how small they are. and This goes into the porn I said. That's you the like. dominatrix so, aspect. So a lot of times if they, you know, send like completely soft and it's seriously like the size of a button <laughs> you know they're Kurt stop for, sending Janet they're, dick pics they're <laughs> I wonder why Kurt was like wait you know deplorable Janet too yeah. <laughs> oh shit we can't bring her on we can't bring her that's on that's why Kurt didn't want to have her on me. I don't think she likes me <laughs> I don't think she likes Stop me. She shamed my dick. Pictures. She shamed But my that's dick. what they do, and that they'll send that, and then it'll be like waiting for you to respond or like negatively. Like they them. want the yeah. negative. Yes. Like they get off wow. on that. Yeah, there's people oh, like I never that. That's about interesting. That I've been using the same dick pic for about 14 years. <laughs> um, I mean, granted, my dick hasn't changed much, but it was just I took a dick pic Good a lighting. while ago. Just a just a phenomenal angle. Like everything is just it's just money. Like it's great. And uh, I accidentally sent it to Mike Constantino, Kurt, one day. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally at 3.30 in the morning one night was uh, just fucking. Hey, we, like, we used that as the while. image for, this no, I, for the No Mercy for this dude, episode. Yeah. Bobby, the, the cover I wake image. up in the morning after a bender and, and Constantino's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, what? Dude, why'd you send me your cock? And he's like, well, what is that thing? <laughs> he's like, what is that? he's like, it's huge. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's it's a really good angle. Like, honestly, it's not. There as must big be this video, this girl. Object, objects in picture are not as large as they appear. But um, but uh, I was like, yeah, no, no. I was like, I don't know how you got that. I was like, I meant to send it to this girl, and I don't know. I might have been talking about your name on a different story, or maybe your name started with an M. And yeah, so he's got a picture of my dick living That's in awesome. perpetuity in his phone. Some girl posted my dick on the internet too. Oh. 
Well, that's what happens when you send dick Happened pics. Happened twice, yeah. My dick fucked all over New There's Jersey. this weird technology called screenshotting. Yeah, yeah. That fucking, I'd, I'd send my dick everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> Janet, I'll send you a dick pic. You can put it in your folder and judge it. Okay, thanks. I'm actually, I'm actually very <laughs> curious to see where I stand in the rank. I, hopefully I make the Hall of Fame. But Bobby, any final words from you? No, that's it. Follow Deplorable Janet. Appreciate you coming on. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. Yeah. Finally had someone smart on the show. That's about uh, time. Bod. Bod, what about you? You got any music? Uh, shout out to all the Tripoli listeners coming over. Give us 20 episodes. We'll grow on you. <laughs> <laughs> so 20 episodes should be by 2047 20. we should get yes. 20 more episodes out <laughs> at the rate we're going all right party people uh get over to elite sports betting get over to elite fantasy follow the lunch money handle at lunch money show uh go see the lunch money show every tuesday and thursday 1 p.m eastern it's free gambling show uh, i think after just one or two episodes you'll realize that we can help you in all your gambling needs Follow at No Mercy Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Go like, download, subscribe, review. Leave some reviews. You guys used to leave like hundreds of reviews, and you just got fucking lazy. So leave us some reviews. Tell us what you think. Tell us if you sent a dick pic to Janet and what her response was. Uh, <laughs> yes. Janet will grade your dicks. How about that? So I want all of you to send a dick pic to Janet, deplorable Janet, and she will grade them on a scale from 1 to 10, and then we'll report back on who has the best dick Yes. Of all the No Mercy podcasts. We'll bring them on the show. Yeah, and who has the biggest button dick? Can I apply? Uh, yeah, Bob, you're in. Yeah, right. you can just whip your, whip your dick you out right now. Live, you're going to try and fuck her once we get off the air because her husband's not there. So well, she probably already knows the answer. So for Janet, Ben, who dipped out early, didn't even say goodbye. Bob's lessons. Tried. Rusty behind the glass producing the show and Kurt, the No Mercy handler. I am Tommy oh, yeah. G. Good luck. Stay questioning, motherfucker. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't no mercy. Ain't no mercy.